warning. Pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 294. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's mix it, clean, erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. Uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Only talent. It's the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're the leftovers. leftovers. And we just recorded nearly two hours and it is gone, Jake. Yes, lost to the land of ghost and wind. Yeah, we uh I opened gifts from listeners. I want to thank uh Ryan from the What's the Focus podcast for the amazing gift that you sent me. Uh I want to thank Dan Ramirez from the Heroes of Noise podcast for the Heroes of Noise t shirt that you sent me. Uh and I would like to thank um, Chris Edwards for the uh, 3D printed gifts that he sent. He sent some 3D printed uh, Pop Culture Leftovers logos for us, and uh, I want to thank you so much for that. Uh, yeah, everything that we, nearly two hours, we recorded for one hour and 49 minutes, and we did I, the iTunes review, we did uh, another full Marvel for, uh, Phase 4 um, discussion and had a great time. We are joined by our favorite listener from Amsterdam, Shy Anechi. Let me introduce you again, Shy. Welcome, Shy. Yeah, hey, man. Yeah, it's really unfortunate what happened, but... Um, I, yeah. I feel terrible because I've wasted your time because it's like fucking like four in the morning over there. Fuck no, no, it's not a waste of time at all, man. I had a great time with you guys. I wish we could share it with the rest of the listeners, but uh, yeah, we built up quite a bit of chemistry this episode. Yeah, so let's just keep uh, let's keep rocking it, man. All right, we will, we will try to push on, push forward. Jake, some great jokes that people are not going to get to fucking hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's private time between yeah. me, you, and Chai. I know, yeah. but so they're not that's special special time. It is special time. I agree. I agree. All right, guys. So we're not doing Marvel news. I we tried. We did it. We did it. It's over and it's gone. 
Yeah. But we are going to poor be... fucking uh, not Tom Selleck will never will never hear us dusting his review. <laughs> oh my god, not Tom Selleck, the <laughs> iTunes reviewer. Well, it's like it's like we're the only ones that get this. It's terrible. Dude, it was, it was a legendary iTunes shit, so no one will ever oh get to hear my that. God, I don't know. I'm, I feel like so, like, I hate it when this happens, Jake. I feel so defeated. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. We do have to not, you know, persevere, move on. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to move on. Jake, let's move on into uh, uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop. Let's do that. Let's do it. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop. Bad Pop! Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things of the previous weekend or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we would like you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Oh, my God. Fuck. Oh, my God, Jake. Fuck this shit. This is terrible. Yeah, I mean, look on the bright side. Like, if it was going to be anything we lost, it's probably best that we lost the Marvel stuff. It's obviously stuff we're going to talk about in weeks to come and touch on again. You know, like, if if we would have done Good Pop, Bad Pop first and lost all that, like, how tedious would it have been? Like, we're, we're not going to talk about the same movies again next week, and we would have had to have kind of done that again. I know. I know. But we got Shy on. It's not like we get Shy on every fucking week, Jake. We lost two hours of Shy. And we didn't lose it. We got it. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. And also, I should come back more. Yeah, you should come back more. See, we got some listeners that have never heard Cheyenne Etchie, our listener from Amsterdam. You're a fucking legend, and we got you on this episode. And how do I treat you? I treat you by losing the audio. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, hey. You know, we just need to refer people back to the legendary, the, the, the one and only episode. Yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I feel, at, you. at one time, my favorite emailer of all time. I was pissing and moaning about how I felt like the last few weeks on the show have not been great. And then I feel like I'm finally putting in a decent performance on this podcast. And it's gone to the wind. I, I thought we did really well on our uh, Far From Home episode. I don't think I've done well. So, um, anyway. Jake, did you did you finally watch? Uh, did you finish Stranger Things season three? No, I still have the same. Jesus oh, fucking no. Christ! Got to uh, holding oh. that off, holding that off for another fucking week. So <laughs> probably probably won't see it next week. So me and Michelle, I was really hoping. I'm watching it with Michelle now because you know we started that way and we saw movies on our free time this week. So oh god. This, this episode. I mean, I'm, you can tell I'm on the edge of my seat, though, right? How how quickly I'm blazing through it. Well, that's fucked up because it was a great fucking season. I don't know. I, I feel yeah. I feel like you. I feel like you fucking made up your mind about this because you're just you're out. You're fucking out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. You don't like. Uh, I just you're not watched like the it. last episode tonight, hoping that you had finished it so we could all talk about it. What'd you think? What'd oh, you think? You finished the final episode. What's your what's your what's your thoughts, Shy? Dude, it was so great, man. It was so great. It was just back to again, like season one. It had that 
80s beautiful nostalgia. The soundtrack was getting it great. The costume design was fucking awesome. And the story was great, man. I had so much fun with these kids. I, yeah, I fucking loved it. I Tupperware the season. So, yeah. Yeah, looking, yeah. looking forward to Jake's toss it or low taste it or whatever the fuck he's going to give it in <laughs> the weeks to come. So, looking forward to that. So, uh, bah, 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 bah. I got a, uh, god damn it. I'm, I'm, I'm so pissed off this episode, Jake, that we lost all that shit. It's killing me. Oh, stop dwelling on it. I stop can't. It's fucking, I put a lot of work into that, man. That was fucking hours and hours of fucking work that I put in. It's just gone to the wind. It's a fart. It's an Imogen poot. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> what it is. God damn it. Pisses me off. Um, let's see here. We got, uh, I gotta let it go. Just gotta let it go. You gotta let it go, Brian. Toss it. You gotta let it go. Um, Terminator Dark Fate, uh, this is the thing. I've got we've got a a listener and a friend of the show that reached out to me this week and he told me that he got to be a part this is his quote um tonight I got to be a part of the first movie audience in the world to see Terminator Dark Fate. And since I know this person very well and this person is a very trustworthy individual, I believe them. Um, you don't have to believe them, but they, uh, this person, uh, their opinion on Terminator Dark Fight, I have it. I'm not going to spoil anything for you in the movie because I didn't want to be spoiled, so I didn't ask for spoilers, but I did, I did want to find out how this person, what they felt about the, about the film. And, um, I, uh, but I can confirm that you know what we talked about last week that Edward Furlong is involved in the film in some way, from um, from the statements that I that I that I was reading from this person. Um, anyway, this is what was said. Uh, quote: Got an email about a sci-fi movie that probably be rated R and would be coming from a major motion picture company. Decided to go. We get there and they make us sign a non-disclosure agreement. They take our pictures, holding our IDs, and make us lock our phones in these special pouches. When it starts, a guy comes out and gives us the details. Said we were literally the first audience in the world to see it. It was a rough cut with unfinished scenes. CG was incomplete. I don't know what you'll think when it comes out, but I thought it was so fantastic. Uh, incomplete or not, it's action-packed, pl- action nicely paced, Great characters, and the new Terminator is so dope. Arnold's great in it, too. To which I replied so eloquently, holy fucking shit, I can't wait. That's what I said. That was my response. <laughs> that was my... <laughs> uh, I, I, I then asked if there were any other things that uh, that they wanted to share without spoiling. Um This person said, not much. Everyone in the theater loved it. Huge applause at the end. The joke seemed to hit nicely. Gabriel Luna and Mackenzie Davis had had some amazing fight scenes. Between you and I, I think Gabriel Luna's performance rivals Robert Patrick's. I won't spoil anything, but he's badass. I won't get into the furlong stuff, so I don't ruin it for you. I assure you the action is fucking nuts, even unfinished. I'm seeing this movie the night it comes out just to see the improvements. So... Um, when, when they said that, like, the Arnold stuff was great, I, I was, I was very, very happy. Um, we know from the interviews 
and producers that this is going to be a very different take on Arnold's T-800 robot. This robot calls himself Carl. Um, I, I think from what I can gather from the trailers is that, you know, we see in the trailers that he lives in a cabin in the woods. So I'm thinking to myself, like, if this is a very different take, wouldn't it be kind of ironic that, you know, a fucking robot wants to live out in the woods away from technology? And I think that's probably what we're going to get here in uh, Terminator Dark Fate is a, is a robot that wants to get away from the world, a, a world that's full of technology, yet he is made up of uh, all this tech himself and, and even more so futuristic tech that doesn't even exist in this time. That's hilarious. Yeah. Go live off the land, become a farmer. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I don't know, like, uh, Jake, uh, these statements, uh, from, uh, from the listener, do they have you, are you, are you excited now for Terminator Dark Fate? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't help but get more excited for this. I, like, as you said, this is definitely a reputable person and I wouldn't think they would just kind of be blowing smoke up our ass to be blowing smoke up our ass like they have nothing to gain from any of that so it, it just sounds like an amazing experience and it's kind of what i was hoping for i wanted arnold to be good i wanted good pacing i wanted you know just really amazing action sequences so yeah and that's awesome and like if you imagine seeing in the, the last couple terminator movies like as a rough cut without the special effects completed like that would just make those movies even worse right i feel like some of the only redeeming factors from the last couple of movies have been some of the special effects usage. And uh, so that's, that's good to hear that even without that complete, there's so much here to enjoy. Yeah. Shy, are you a big fan of Terminator? Are you looking forward to Dark Fate? Did you watch? I mean, what's your, what, yeah, what is your experience with fucking Terminator? Um, I'm a T1 and T2 purist, and I don't, I honestly, I haven't watched any of the Terminators that have come out in recent years, not Genesis, um, not Rise of the Machines or Salvation. I really enjoyed T1 and T2. Um, Weren't we saying earlier that um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, character would be based off of the human that the robot was designed after and that human was the person in the cabin, but now we're finding out that he's actually tech it was speculative everything that was, was like the, the human stuff was all speculative and okay. i think that that was because of the deleted scenes from mm-hmm. terminate was it terminator salvation was it the deleted scene from salvation i think it was where we got to see the the guy that was the inspiration for the original terminator the t800 yeah. and they used like some it wasn't it wasn't it like some some guy oh god didn't didn't he talk in that deleted scene didn't he talk like he was from texas or some shit oh i remember that being really stupid yeah it was I terrible know what you're talking about now. yeah um but uh, brian i know i know that terminator one and two i know that terminator two is your favorite movie of all time all time, right? all time. Yes. yeah so I totally agree with that, and um, I, I don't know, like, all the new Terminators that came out, they just never, like, drew me in, and I had no interest in seeing them, just because I valued uh, Terminator 2 so much. And um, But this one, I watched the trailer, I think I watched it, like, four or five times now, and I'm fucking excited about it. It's looking really great. Yeah, um, 
It's looking fucking awesome, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, the trailers do. And I love really good. Mackenzie Davis. I love her. She was so good in uh, Halt and Catch Fire, so I'm so excited to see her in this. And, all, of course, she was also in um, uh, Black Mirror in uh, St. Junipero, which she was great in. Yeah. So I'm just fucking, like, the cast is great, and I'm just fucking amped for this movie. Yeah, I saw her in, uh, what was it, Tully? The Charlie Theron movie. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saw her. I thought she was really good. And she's uh, in, in the trailers. Uh, it kind of revealed like under her skin, there's kind of like a wire mesh underneath her. So she's kind of like a hybrid human slash robot. So yeah, yeah. I think she's a human that's been upgraded with uh, some sort of like cybernetics or some shit. So we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about what our listeners telling us, man. It sounds like it's uh, the, the crowd went wild, and he really enjoyed it, and or they, sorry, they really enjoyed it. Nah, I already um, said he. I fucked it up earlier. Yeah, it's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a guy. But I'm not going to give you the name. But it's a guy. No, I but, fucked uh, it up. Yeah, really excited. Very happy to hear this. Really happy to hear this because I was a little bit nervous. That's going to be a. I don't know. I was just a little bit nervous for this movie. As much as, you know, that's the thing. It's like as much as you enjoy these trailers, sometimes, like, that's the thing. I I don't let past experiences kind of, like, affect, like, what I think about a trailer. If if a trailer hits me, it hits me. I'm not going to, like, okay, I I didn't like the last three or four movies, so I'm not going to let this trailer get me. Like, that's the thing. Like, the, 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 the trailer is completely different than the end product. And if a trailer does its job and sells me on buying me a ticket, then I'm going to let you know. And I feel like the trailer for Terminator Dark Fate has done enough to sell me a fucking ticket to go see this movie. I think it, I think it looks fantastic. At the end of the day, this movie could be garbage. It could be garbage. <laughs> Even with these quotes that I'm reading from a very trusted source. And it could be garbage for me. You know, but I, it's it's subjective. And, and th- but that's the thing. I'm going to have to find out. Um, but uh, I thought that these trailers look great. And so it, it's going to come down to, like, watching the final product when it's on the screen. This is the first movie that James Cameron is coming back to direct. So James Cameron is coming back to do this one. And not direct, excuse me, produce. Tim Miller's going to be directing, but it's the first one he's actually involved in since T2. I apologize. I'm all fucked up because we lost a fucking nearly two hours of fucking recording. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with it. something that you said on a um, previous episode, too, that, I, you know, Sarah Connor is such just a big part of the story. Yeah. And in many ways, none of the movies since part two have felt like true sequels because that element hasn't really been part of the story. Yeah, since they, part they two. said that she died in one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They just kind of yada, yada, yeah. yada it. Yeah. When that was like almost 50% or more of kind of the main through line, like her outlook on life and her, her outlook on these robots and the, the apocalypse that may or may not happen was kind of the heart of the story. And, mm-hmm. and, Having that back really seems like, you know, as more than just a gratuitous cameo spot, seems like it could really be huge. Like it could really make an impactful, emotional, action-packed story, man. I have – I'm going to be really upset if I'm let down by this, honestly, at this point. Yeah. I uh, found out this week that uh, from uh, THR that, that Linda Hamilton had uh, some run-ins with the uh, director of the of the movie, Tim Miller. And uh, refused to say some of the lines 
in the script of this film. Uh, according to Linda Hamilton, Miller wanted the character of Sarah Connor to be more relatable. While Linda Hamilton called her anything but, quote, there was an approach thing that I had to sort out with Tim because Tim was shooting it like an independent, as he keeps saying. I still, because I haven't seen it, barely understand what he mean, what that means. But in terms of approach, he wanted to, he wanted her relatable. Uh, that was the word he used. And I was like, Sarah Connor has never been relatable. She was relatable. In the what is she saying? Like slang? What? Huh? What the hell? Is she like saying slang words and stuff? Like, I wonder what the original dialogue was. Uh, let me let me finish her quote here. We'll talk. We'll uh, open this up. Um, and I was like, Sarah Connor has never been relatable. She was relatable in the first movie as a nice waitress. Uh, but what do you mean relatable? You, you are trying to make her softer. I, I just knew that with the time that had passed, and as her situation changed, she ain't relatable. So basically, Tim Miller was wanting to make the character softer and more. Maybe smile more, more and less attitude instead of being a big hard ass. Yeah, but does that make sense for the character? No, I think Linda Hamilton was actually right there. I mean, it's hard to say, though. I mean, it just all depends on what the payoff, like you said when you opened this, without seeing the movie, it's hard to judge. Like, you don't know what the actual arc from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie is going to be like because like I, it makes me think of the last jedi like i disagree with the way mark hamill thought it should have been you yeah, know and i thought sure. ryan johnson made the right decision there and in the, it's hard to know in this circumstance I, I lean towards that she was in the right and made the right call mm -hmm. and that was a necessary change but it's just hard to say without seeing the final project i think she was right I think that she was right, no matter what turns out. Like, I think that what happened, I think that, I think that Linda Hamilton being on the set of Terminator and then seeing the progression of the character on Terminator 2 and the discussions that she probably had with James Cameron. And James Cameron is like, this is what your character is doing here. This is her motivation. This is what she's thinking. This is who she is. Blah, blah, blah. All these conversations that she had with James Cameron. And she remembers these. She remembers her character and the vision that James Cameron had for that character. And she's had that, she's had that bouncing around in her head for like the past 27 years now. 28 years, excuse me, since that movie came out. Like, since they filmed that fucking movie, Terminator 2. She's had, she remembers everything that she learned from James about Sarah Connor. And so when, Tim Miller, this guy coming on that he's a big fan of the franchise, comes on and tries to change up the character. And she's thinking back to those conversations that she had with James Cameron. She's like, fuck no, dude. What are you talking about? My character's not going to be more relatable and be softer here. My character's been, my character has gone through things that no other person has had to gone through. Fucking. Uh, robots trying to kill her, trying to kill her, uh, trying to kill her unborn son, then trying to kill her son. What are you talking about? What are you talking? About? Trying no. to make her more relatable. Not, not, I'm not saying this to you, Jake. I'm talking to like no, no. This is I, what... I, it, it, the story almost sounds like fake news to a point, like where it's like um, it's hard to imagine that Tim Miller even was doing it the other way. No, like, Tim Miller did. She had, that's... she definitely had problems with tim miller on the set there was a quote from her that came out 
And she basically said like, well, this was the guy that James Cameron thought was good enough to do this movie. Like I, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what she said. There was not – it was not a cohesive relationship between her and Tim Miller. Hmm, that's interesting. So there so, – Oh, I, yeah, and I believe you too, but it is just wild to think that you would like – no, let's see the softer side of Sarah Connor. Like it just does seem like a a weird creative decision. Like I that's said, Hollywood, I, though. That's fucking Hollywood, and, and maybe it's not Tim Miller putting that down on her. Maybe that's Hollywood fucking saying like let's let's make her a more relatable character because that's what's popular right now. That's what's popular with these movies right now, making these these characters more. But just relatable. when when every other facet of the movie is kind of returning to what made it good in the first place, like the fact that they would stick their finger into that part seems really yeah but james cameron is not he's not involved in every fucking step of this process and so i i feel like she was the voice for james cameron in the moments that he was not there and she knows this character i i am 100 percent behind her on this one i think like oh i completely agree yeah i'd love to be a fly on the wall to see some of those creative differences in play well i fucking heard i fucking heard that she she was not going to say these lines like it was it was like it came down to like i'm not saying these lines this is not happening this is not the character i'm not doing it listen i'm not saying wash your hands before you go to bed john <laughs> like what <laughs> like what i'm just curious like what the altercations were like if it was just maybe just attitude too. It might not even have been dialogue, right? It just might have been the way that he wanted her to carry herself. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think it has to do anything with uh, with uh, hygiene, but I mean, you know, you, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, Tim Miller didn't write the damn movie, so as far as um, that stuff's concerned, right, I would imagine that the stuff that she didn't like that he was doing was like the posture, the the her, you know, facial reactions and the kind of stuff he was telling her to do. Like, that's the stuff Miller's in control of when he's on set. Well, I think, right? Sure, but, like, even though he didn't write it, there might be things in the script that he was, that he was for, that he was like, yeah, you know, this is, this is the script that I signed on, like, this is the script that I read that I'm, that I'm here for. No, I agree. I agree. I, I guess she wasn't reading pages till the day of, and that makes sense too because it's a very secretive project. So yeah, I don't know like how like how accessible like the script was, but yeah, I don't, it's weird. I mean, they might have just. I I don't know what to tell you, man. All I know is that there were alterca not altercations, but there were um, they did have their run ins throughout throughout production. No, I believe it. I just it's I'm very curious as to like i'd love to hear tim miller talk about it too yeah um let's see here uh let's uh jump into um once upon a time in hollywood uh this is a uh movie that i've been dying to see jake did you get a chance to see this one i did and shy did you get did you get a chance to see it no man, we it's getting released in like late August for us here in Europe. Oh no worries, dude. No worries. I know. 
But yeah. please, I'm dying to hear your review. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood visits 1969 Los Angeles, where everything is changing, as TV star Rick Dalton, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, and his longtime stunt double Cliff Booth, played by Brad Pitt, make their way around an industry they hardly recognize anymore. The ninth film from the writer-director features a large ensemble cast and multiple storylines and a tribute to the final moments of Hollywood's golden age, directed, of course, by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, stars, like I said, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Al Pacino, Mike Moe, Luke Perry, Timothy Oliphant, uh, Kurt Russell, Kate Berlant, Dakota Fanning, Bruce Dern, Scoot McNary, uh, Austin Butler, and... Uh, also wanted to point out that uh, uh, let's see here the actor that plays Paul Allen Brown in Perpetual Grace I don't have the actor's name he played Charles Manson in this one and then the girl that plays Robin in Stranger Things season three that hangs out with Steve at uh, what was it uh, the uh, ice cream place uh, she's one of the Manson girls in this movie um, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter is that who it is the the girl from the ice cream shack? Yeah. Robin from Yeah, that's that's Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter, right? I didn't know that that was his sperm and, and her egg that grew up. I'm almost positive that's who that is. Well, dude, I, I'm not arguing with no, you. No, I didn't no, know. I'm just starting to question myself. It probably is. I didn't know that that was fucking that came from her vagina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Quentin Tarantino's known her her whole life. Holy shit. Wow, that's cool. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, let's see here. Jake, what did you think about... Um, did I even go over the fucking rating system? Did I go over anything? I'm I'm so fucking out of it this episode because we lost fucking... Two fucking hours are gone. Can I, can I throw that out there again? Uh, guys, if this is your first time listening, we got a fucking rating system. Here it is. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Yeah, two hours gone. Two hours gone! Go ahead, Jake. What'd you... What'd you think? <laughs> God, um, two fucking hours! I fucking was here for two fucking hours, busting my ass. Gone. All of it. Gone. <laughs> talking. <laughs> talking, talk, talk, talk. Two hours. Blah, blah, blah. These are my thoughts on this. These are my thoughts on that. Gone! Yeah, face four on the floor. <laughs> I love how the listeners are also like jumping in like mid, like like we've been drinking like you know, progressively <laughs> over the night. Oh, I know. <laughs> like I'm starting to feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like the listeners are just like jumping right in. They're that jumping now. right in, and like I yeah, like seriously, I don't even. I'm, I'm fucking like three margaritas in right now. I don't even fucking yeah. know. Yeah, I'm like two old fashions and a beer deep. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Now, I'm, and then I'm supposed to keep like the good vibes going from earlier, and we lost two hours. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm happy about that. Oh my god, I'm so fucking thrilled. 
<laughs> yeah, we had our shit together talking about uh, Doctor Strange. This but, is fucked yeah. up. Everything's Ow. fucked up. And like all my equipment's fucked up. I don't even know. I don't even. I'm hoping that this is going to fucking work. This is going to record. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> we take a break real quick and make sure we're on. <laughs> I, you know, if you want to, we can. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's up to you if you think it's working. Uh, I think it's working. Cool. Yeah, we'll take a break like every hour. I just want to make sure. But yeah, go ahead, Jake. Oh, yeah, what's fine? Yeah. Oh. Once upon a time, we recorded for two fucking hours! <laughs> it's all fucking gone! <laughs> Some great fucking jokes, man. Some great fucking jokes there that people are never gonna get to hear. Never. No, it was funny. It was funny. I was legitimately, like, cry laughing right before we went to that break for a moment. Ridiculous. Wow. It's all fucking gone. Oh, boy. <sighs> oh, boy. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, this was a weird journey of a movie getting to it. Like, when they first announced it, I wasn't the biggest fan of Tarantino doing a Manson movie and kind of doing the Tarantino glorifying of the Manson murders. And, you know, then once we saw the trailers, we kind of saw that that was just more of the dressing to the movie and not necessarily the biggest focus. So I was more than willing to give it a chance. You know, I, I loved the cast and just the vibe had a real, like, Tarantino of old vibe to it from the trailers. So, yeah, I went into this kind of open-minded, not knowing what to think. And, man, I got to say, I, I absolutely love this movie. This this was a Tupperware for me. Um, I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time. And it had a lot of very, like, classic things in Tarantino movies. But in a lot of ways, it, it was a lot different from a lot of the more recent Tarantino movies. And, I don't know, in a lot of ways, it was one of his more, like, kind of positive movies um you know not to go too deep into it so i don't know i i absolutely love this movie i thought leonardo dicaprio kind of did an acting tour de force i i there was just so many scenes where he was just blowing my mind with some of the stuff he was doing mm -hmm. um i thought brad pitt was was comparable i didn't think he was by any means bad but I, he was like Especially with the scenes with him and Leo together, it was like, how can Leo even stay in this character when Brad Pitt's still just kind of Brad Pitt, you know? But, yeah, I, I thought they were still both really good. And, man, yeah, I thought this movie was had some really funny parts, was just incredibly intense at a lot of moments. And, yeah, I was just kind of stuck to my seat the whole time. I, I loved this. This was great. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to echo a lot of what you said. I, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was just absolutely incredible. I thought uh, his uh, his performance when he went back into that trailer after <laughs> kind of like fucking up uh, some lines was just... He's on set doing this this new show. He's playing the villain. He's kind of fucking up his lines, lines that he's been practicing and rehearsing for, for quite a while. And he fucks him up and he comes back and he's having kind of like this conversation and I was just blown away by his performance and how he's reacting to himself some of the things that he's saying and just how real it kind of came across I thought it was incredible um, Brad Pitt I thought he was really good in the movie um, doesn't touch Leonardo DiCaprio but I did love his scenes with Mike Moe as um, Bruce Lee I thought that, that was one of the best scenes in the film that whole thing with the car <laughs> and it was kind of incredible um, oh yeah his yeah. character was so fascinating it just the performance wasn't like Leo's it was wild seeing Luke Perry in this movie um, you know 
um, kind of uh, kind of awesome that he was in a Quentin Tarantino film, but very sad to see him uh, as well because of uh, you know his passing. Um, I, I I I loved kind of the, the old Hollywood stuff. Uh, seeing uh, seeing Steve McQueen at the party there, and then uh, the screen tests. Little little spoiler here, not a little screen test of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as uh, Steve McQueen in uh, The Great Escape. Kind of blew my fucking mind. Um, <laughs> I'm like after the movie's over, I'm like calling my dad, telling him telling him about that because like that was it's one of my dad's favorite movies my dad is like a huge steve mcqueen fan and that's kind of like where i've got like my love for steve mcqueen was from my father and watching those movies with him um i also found it i was as you're watching the movie like they go to a place called casa vega and i was like is this just an easter egg for the vega brothers but i also i looked it up it's it's a legit place in California, and it's on Ventura Boulevard, just like the movie talks about, and it's called Casa Vega, so it's a real place. But I just thought it was cool that, you know, you had the Vega brothers that, you know, in Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, and Casa Vega shows up in this movie. Um, I, I Tupperware this film. I thought it was fantastic. I, it's just two hours and 40 minutes, and it didn't feel like it. I was like, I was locked into this movie the entire time. Um, my dad, uh, growing up, my dad, uh, I remember my dad watching a lot of these kind of like old, uh, westerns, you know, gun smoke and stuff like that. And, and, um, watching Leonardo DiCaprio film his roles, uh, different roles for like these, uh, these old westerns really reminded me of like the stuff that my dad would watch growing up, you know, uh, you know, gun smoke and, oh God, I'm trying to remember. Um, Bonanza and all this stuff. It, it just really reminded me of rawhide, uh, rawhide of all this stuff that like I grew up watching that my dad would watch and and stuff like that. It was it was very it was a love letter to like 1960s Hollywood. This movie, uh, mm-hmm. but it had like that Tarantino kind of like you could definitely have, it had that Tarantino stamp on it, and it was really fucking incredible. And I give this movie a Tupperware. I thought it was great. I'm not giving. It's like I, I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to spoil things. But Same. This, 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 this is uh, it's a love letter to to all that, and then it also has like this whole Manson story involved. The Charles Manson, you know, Tex, and it was interesting. It was awesome to see Austin Butler playing Tex in this. I was like, this is a guy who's who's kind of like on the rise. Um, you know, I watched him in a, in a, in a a TV series and then he was in this summer's, um, oh God, what was that fucking stupid ass zombie movie that I fucking saw? The dead. The Bill Murray one. Yeah. The Bill Murray one. The dead don't, I don't know. The dead don't make good movies or whatever it was called. (laughs) Like whatever. (laughs) It was a fucking terrible movie, but like, yeah, it was cool seeing him. Did you see Harley Quinn Smith, Kevin Smith's daughter in this thing? Mm, I did not notice her. She was one of the girls at the fucking um, the Charles Manson place. Uh, I didn't. Um, I thought Margot Robbie was great too. I, I didn't see. I thought her usage was basically perfect. I, I thought um, hearing those complaints that we talked about on a past episode. Oh, there was just were, one lady. One lady fucking calling him out. 
Yeah, right? that that came across as even more bullshit after seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. So I that seemed unwarranted. I, I thought she was great. Um, oh, she I mean, was so good. W- watching her react to watching uh, Sharon mm-hmm. Tate in that Dean Martin comedy in that theater. She she was fantastic. Yeah, that that was one of the best scenes yeah. of, of her in the whole movie. I, I thought that was fantastic. I thought this movie um, was a return to form for Tarantino scores and picking out music as well. Uh, this movie had an incredible mm. soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved how they mixed, how they had all the old, old-timey advertisements all kind of sprinkled throughout the yes, movie. I, yes. There was at least five or six of those I noticed. Did um, you see the uh, post-credit scene? I did not. I did not even know there was a post-credit sequence until about an hour before we started this episode. Yeah, there was a post-credit scene um, for this. It was a cigarette smoking ad. And it's not, you know, it's nothing you have to stick around for if you don't want to. But it's With any of our characters in it? Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio as uh, Rick Dalton was doing a uh, cigarette cigarette ad at the end. Yeah, so. this movie was incredible, though. Um, I, I've thought about it since seeing it. It's, I'm a couple of days removed from seeing it, and you, there's just a lot to think about. I mean, once you kind of see the last half an hour, you know, you kind of think about what we learned about our two main characters in the first half an hour, and there's a lot of just really interesting kind of just like subtext plot ideas going on, you know, beyond just, you know, the scenes you're seeing. It's really I'd love to revisit talking about this in the future when we can be a little bit more candid with uh, yeah. Yeah. with the old spoilers. But I think it is worth not uh, not deep diving into it like that for our listeners. Fuck, you know, if I didn't have to, if I didn't have to do notes and fucking watch more content for today's show, I had purchased a ticket, another ticket to see this in the theater today. I wanted to see it again, and I just had I had to watch I had to watch so much stuff and then prepare notes. That I didn't get a chance to. So yeah, yeah. and this I feel like this movie is really going to reward second and third viewings. You could just kind of tell that, like the more you think about it, once removed from it. Um, mm. Tarantino's foot fetish on full display here. This movie, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> this episode's not going to pay off any of our listeners because you you fucking missed nearly two hours of the show is gone. I can't imagine <laughs> the life of one of our depraved listeners that listens to our episodes more than once. Oh, it happens, Jake. <laughs> it's got to be a sad, sad existence. It happens. There's <laughs> people that listen to episodes multiple times. Someone's listening to me say this a second time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty fucking sad. Hey, uh, did, uh, did, uh, Jake, I know, did you get to see Pennyworth on Epics? I did. Shia, did you get a chance to? I don't know if you. Yes, did. okay. I did. Pennyworth on Epics. This is going to be a. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I got into Epics uh, because of uh, Perpetual Grace Limited. I was like, I'm a Jimmy Simpson fan. I'm, you know, and uh, you know Ben Kingsley. Like, there's a lot of things that kind of brought me to that show, and I wanted to give it a chance. And of course, like the 30 day trial p- period that Epics gives you. So I was like, I'll, I'll check it out. I love Perpetual Grace Limited. It's an absolute Tupperware. Uh, not the latest episode, but the episode before that, a character from the show hails a cab, gets into the cab, Jake. Do you know what happens in that cab, Jake? No idea. <laughs> it's the fucking cash cab, dude. What? I'm not even fucking joking. <laughs> this show is fucking incredible. It's funny. 
It's cash so quirky. Cab. Yeah, the Cash Cab, the game show Cash Cab. They get it. Like it, this show is incredible, Perpetual Grace Limited. And so I was like, you know what? I'm sticking around for Perpetual Grace Limited. Um, I'm going to stick around and also watch this Pennyworth show. Uh, Pennyworth follows the Wayne family's legendary butler, Alfred Pennyworth, a former British SAS soldier who forms a security company and goes to work with Thomas Wayne in 1960s London. Um, I didn't know what to expect of this show. I was hoping great quality because I really have enjoyed uh, Perpetual Grace Limited. And um, I am going to be 100% honest with you. I really, really enjoyed this first episode um, of Pennyworth. I thought it was really really good. I don't think it was paint by numbers. And I think that they kind of went out of the box of like some of the things that we know about the Wayne family so that they could make an interesting show. And, um, I'll get into that. What's different about this here in a moment when we kind of unpack it a little bit and guys, we can go into full spoilers on this first episode. I do not care because I don't think that people are going to be, going out of their way to subscribe to epics if we no, don't. I don't think there's anything really ball busting to spoil here either like that would stop you from watching the first episode if you didn't see it well yeah I, I think that there's things in this episode that are kind of like outside of the Batman canon that are kind of crazy if you're a if you're big into bat Jake Thomas Wayne doesn't have a sister in the comic books that I've ever heard of and that happens in this yeah i guess that is true that's yeah, true yeah i mean that's kind of a big deal because like that needs to be addressed what happens there because if the waynes die i don't care how fucked up his sister is how much of an alcoholic and all this other stuff is you're talking about the 1960s. They would give the kid to a family member before they would give them to the family butler. And that would give her control of the, like, the money, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you've just kind of, like, where I was at with this is the character's just going to be dead. Like, yeah. She's, she's going to get killed. She's going like, to die eventually. I would have to think, like, but they've, they've released four episodes of this to, um, you know, as screeners for people. And in those four episodes, that hasn't happened yet. So okay. I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe a, maybe a finale moment. Yeah. Um, Shy, what did you think about Pennyworth? Uh, yeah, man. I liked that. I thought the cine- cinematography was great. Um, I like Jason Fleming as the villain. Um, do, again, let me ask you a question. Was Jack Baden's like accent like kind of imitating Michael Caine, totally, totally, right, totally. It is an ode. It was totally an ode to it, and you can hear it. Yes, I, I like the the scene where he's get, he's getting ready to fight those guys in the yeah. in the bar. I was like, that's totally Michael Caine's Alfred, right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I totally love that. I love yeah. that the creators are like honoring Michael Caine as the, the true Alfred. So I really, really love that aspect of it. Um, I thought like the love between uh, ja- the main characters uh, developed a little bit too quickly. Like it felt a bit rushed, and his dad's 
Like, just like a bit of a penis, isn't he? Yeah, his dad's <laughs> kind of a douchebag. But, like, there's... Yeah. His dad's a douchebag, but there was, like... I don't know. There was some big payoff at the end of the episode, though, with, like, his mom and his dad at the end there. Yes. Oh, I laughed so hard at that part. Me too. Oh, man, they were just relentlessly kicking that fucking body. <laughs> I love that. I, you're just like, what are you doing? They're just like, man, nobody comes into our house. Yeah. And fucks with us. And yeah I agree with though. Like, the douchery, like, leads to that part. Like, I, I think yeah. that part works so well because of the way you felt at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I really love the, the, the soundtrack. Gave a really nice, like, 60s spy vibe to everything yeah, um it kind yeah. of reminded me of this uh video game back like 20 years ago called no one lives forever it's like a pc game it was like a spy game and it just kind of brought me back to that as well or just any other 60s spy movie nice yeah yeah i totally i totally agree as far as like this the spy music does play into this and i was thinking like yeah. oh god this is kind of like you know, a little bit of james bond or mission impossible or whatever you know yeah, they did a good job with uh, gun sound effects, too. I, I thought all the Foley work, like, did a good job lending itself to that genre. Yeah. Um, what what would you rate this episode, this pilot? Um, right, for now, I think it's a taste it. It's not a total Tupperware just yet. I want to see a little bit more about the villain. Um, <laughs> I thought it was really funny, like, came in on that big-ass cape, it's like a rug almost draped around his shoulders. Do you remember that? Yeah, the first scene where we see that guy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The music is playing. I'm like, what's going on with that thing? But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next episode, to be honest with you. But for now, it's a taste it. All right, Jake. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and I, I actually really shockingly loved this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give this a Tupperware because just on the mm -hmm. merit that I'm actually going to watch the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, it's it's a show, a, a sideshow about a prequel about Batman's Butler, and I, I thought it was really good. I, I thought some of the best stuff was really just how good of like kind of a hostage nego negotiating like action, kind of all the stuff going on was just I'm really intense, man. I was really drawn in by it. I thought the lead was really charismatic. I I, I too loved the nod to the Michael Caine accent, and man, I thought this was a lot of fun. I thought. Um, you could tell it was, I mean, TVMA, I guess, is what this was. Like, it wasn't yeah. gratuitous violent by any means, but, I mean, gunshots did, you know, you saw oh, here's the thing. birds. Here's the thing. The there was, there, okay, what, what's great about this is, it, like, it's violent when it needs to be. And it's, it's, um, it's R-rated when it needs to be, but it doesn't do it all the time. It, it's not like... There's, there's, it curses. They, they drop the f bomb when they, when they need to. It's not an overabundance of it, though. It just does it when the scene calls for it. There's like, the, like the meeting. There was the meeting to exchange Thomas Wayne for Esme, where like that guy gets his kneecaps shot, and you see blood splatter all over the fucking place. It's pretty fucking brutal. Yeah, I mean, you know, one guy, you know, shoots the other guy point blank in the head at yeah, one point yeah. in the episode. Yeah. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not gratuitous over the top violence, but it definitely, but that almost adds to what made it so tense is because, you know, it like, you know, to harken back to another Tarantino thing, it's like the resident, 
Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction kind of feeling where once you know the violence can ratchet up to that level, it kind of adds this layer of tensity to the whole proceeding where you're mm-hmm. like, well, just at any moment, this could get really tense. And yeah. once you've seen that stuff, then when we're seeing later scenes where they've got, you know, Esme held captive, like – and they introduce the next person that's going to watch her. I'm just like on the edge of my seat. Like, what are they going to do to this poor girl? And kind of the sky's the limit in my, in my imagination. Right. The show hasn't really given you a boundary line yet. And I think that's kind of paying off for it and adding to the suspense. I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback off your rating and also give it a Tupperware. I thought that this was, this is one of the shows we've been kind of like poking fun at and like, I, I, the more I watch it, the more I was just like, this is, they could have done this completely paint by numbers, just made it like a stupid spy fucking thing. And they didn't, it's really good. And I think like the characters that they introduce us to, the relationships that they introduce us to are really interesting. We've got Thomas Wayne who meets Alfred at this nightclub. Alfred's a doorman at this nightclub. Thomas Wayne um, kind of like wants to like rescue his sister from like these bad guys and her sister, his sister's kind of like a drunk and getting herself into bad situations and stuff like that. Um, and that's never been a part of Batman canon. Thomas Wayne, we've never seen a sis- him have a sister or anything like that. So I thought like, okay, that's new. That's like, where's that going to go? We find out that Thomas Wayne has uncovered this banking fraud and that gets the attention of this crime syndicate who are trying to kill him. They try to kill him. They fail. So he then goes into hiding. So the syndicate kidnaps Alfred's girlfriend, Esme. And they tell him that he's got to kidnap Thomas Wayne. And they're going to do an exchange of Thomas Wayne for Esme. And this, I, I don't know. I, I felt like. I felt like what a what a cool way to introduce them these two meeting each other like they meet at the nightclub that night but now 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 Alfred kidnaps Thomas Wayne and is going to exchange him for his girlfriend like Jake I I never in a million yeah. years would have thought like this is going to be like the story that they go with and like Alfred doesn't want to be a butler. His father's a butler, but like the last thing that he wants to do is follow in the family footsteps and be a butler. And I'm like, okay, we know he ends up a butler. He wants to be a, he wants to start a security company here. That's his dream. Why is he content with being a butler later in life? Like that's a story I want to see. Um, his, his dad's a real douchebag. Um, like basically like the first time his girlfriend meets his family, she breaks up with him moments later and then gets kidnapped. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was just so smart. I, I thought the whole introduction to, um, Thomas Wayne was really great. I like how his life is so flipped around from them finding his business card at Thomas Wayne. Mm. And then by the time Pennyworth, you know, reconvenes with Wayne, like Wayne barely remembers who the guy is. And this poor Alfred, his whole life has just been, you know, run through the ringer and, you know, he's trying to scratch and remember where he met this guy. So yeah, I just yeah. thought 
that was really clever. A lot of people would have done more heavy handed stuff with their kind of first encounters like that. And yeah, I, I just thought it was really cool. It really seems like these two, like, are obviously going to become kind of really, really close friends and acquaintances. And that's yeah. going to have a lot to do with why uh, Alfred becomes a butler. I like his friends from, like, uh, the military, too. Like this guy, uh, Dave Boy. You know, Wallace McDougal, the redhead guy. I think th- I love that fucking guy. I think he's fucking great. I love his the comedy that he kind of brings to to that role. I thought that he was really good. And then also another standout is uh, the actor Paloma Faith as the villain Bet Sykes. I think she's fantastic. She's the really short woman with the blonde hair. She reminds me of like like uh, Professor Umbridge from Harry Potter if she was like in 1960s London and a and a killer. Yeah, I agree. She was fantastic. Very frightful, very scary. Yeah. And uh, they, they did a good job with her motivations, too. Like, she yeah. got made a fool of in front of, and then it kind of just made her even scarier. Like, she wanted her revenge, you know? There's little details in this show, too, that I really love. There's, a, there's this one scene. It's very short, but it's, it's Alfred. We know him as a butler, and he's in his father and mother's home and he's eating breakfast and he's got toast and he lays it directly on a coffee table and his mother swings by in that scene and puts that piece of toast on a plate and it's (laughs) Jake like that little fucking scene just was like just like that's fucking brilliant it's Alfred, he's a butler when we know him, and here we see him just laying a piece of toast directly on a coffee table, crumbs and all, and then his mom swings by and puts it on the plate. Like, that's not the Alfred that we know. Like, I I don't know. I, I There's something about this show. It's doing something different. It's, it's taking what we think would be a very paint-by-numbers story, and it's giving us something new and something different. And yes, we're just one episode in, but I am all in on this show. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, super suspenseful. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, this is not your father's Alfred Pennyworth. Yeah, not your daddy's fucking Alfred. <laughs> it's the raw fucking shit. Fuck yeah, it is. This is the Alfred. Uh, also, that- I love what you guys are saying, man. I really like it. Yeah, yeah I'm really I- loving the aspect about like uh, uh, the, uh, about how he didn't want to be a butler and how he will become one eventually, but he's such a, he's a badass right yeah. now. Yeah, completely. Yeah. It's not, you didn't like it enough to give it a fucking Tupperware though. Did you? Yeah. I think you turned my mind around. On that. Can I, can I, can I go back on that rating and, and change it now? Because no, I, you give me no. perspective. No, it's no. set in stone, isn't it? You're set in stone. Yeah. You fucking, yeah. Like, you got, you, 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 you have to wait at least a week to change your rating. Your rating, is, your rating is uh, you have Medusa stared the fuck out of your rating. Fuck. It's, a, it's a fucking stone statue right now. You've given it a taste. It. <laughs> so what did you think of the ending then? The ending to the episode? Yeah, the ending to the episode when uh, when he's getting uh, getting that uh, brooch from the from the queen, right? Yeah. What did you think, Jake? I liked it. I thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I it answered. It seemed like maybe possibly she was not the biggest fan of all of that. Like she, right. when she motioned him not to say anything and how he couldn't tell, like that felt very suspicious. 
Yeah, it also made me kind of think, like, that's why maybe why, why we haven't heard any of this from, like, Alfred's past, too. You know what I mean? Oh, I hope that's not the case. Yeah, that's, a, that's a very silly... At the end of every episode, some character's going to be like, and you may never repeat any of this ever again. <laughs> and, and you may never talk about my sister, Alfred. <laughs> yeah. Let's say let's take a quick break before we lose this fucking uh, this gold content that we've recorded here. <laughs> yes, Unless I would love having smoke. Yeah, Sounds right. good. Be right back. Hi, I sound like Morgan Freeman. I bet most of you do some online shopping with Amazon. It's just so easy. I myself logged in today to buy adult diapers. No. I'm not embarrassed. I have zero shame. And I really don't give a fuck what you think. I'm at that age. You'll get here too one day. And don't think that you won't, you naive asshat. One day you too will be just like Jamie Lee Curtis and shitting your body weight and Dan and yogurt. And the next thing you know, you'll be on Amazon ordering adult diapers saying, holy shit, that freckled face fucker was right. Anyway... The whole point of this is to tell you that PopCultureLeftovers.com has an Amazon shopping link. What that means is when you click on the link from their website, it helps the show. It doesn't charge you extra at all. You just shop like you regularly would, and Amazon takes care of the rest. It's easy and convenient, just like these diapers. I literally blew up this diaper while recording this ad. Hashtag truth. All right, hey, welcome back to a fucking clusterfuck of an episode. Hey, welcome back. Yeah, this is top half, right? This is terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm pissed off. I'm still pissed off. Um, yeah, two hours. Two hours fucking gone, right? Good yeah. jokes. Great fucking jokes. <laughs> yeah, excellent, excellent fucking jokes. And that's excellent, not. But we're gonna. Ma- oh god! And that's not even a joke. They were really fucking good, and they're fucking gone. No, you're right. Yeah, uh, I watched um, the new uh, Critters Attack movie. Uh, this is. Uh, oh. what, what's that? What's that? What's that for? Huh? <laughs> I, I'm excited that you saw this. I, I, I forgot this was even coming out. Yeah, Critters Attack. Uh, this is the uh, fifth entry into the uh, Critters film fran- uh, Critters film franchise. Uh, we had uh, Critters, Critters Two, Critters Three, and then Critters Four, which came out in 1992. So there have not been any Critters films since 1992. There was uh, last year or earlier. No, it was March this year. Uh, Shutter uh, released uh, Critters Binge, and I did not watch any of that so i'm gonna have to go back and watch that but uh this uh critters attack movie came out this year uh, i was released on july 23rd as far as i know on video on demand follows 20 year old drea who reluctantly takes a job babysitting for a professor of a college she hopes to attend struggling to entertain the professor's children trissy and jake along with her own little brother philip drea takes them on a hike unaware that mysterious alien creatures have crash landed and started devouring every living thing they encounter. Uh, Jake, listen to this. This, uh, this was written by, uh, Scott Labdell. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, the X-Men comics writer. How the mighty have fallen. Oh, my God. Hold on. Here's, here's the thing. This, uh, let me just rate this fucking thing. Uh, this is a fucking toss it. This is terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> Critter's Attack is absolutely terrible. Like, do not, I wasted four ninety nine on this to watch this on video on demand. And I was hoping to get like, you know, I don't know. I was hoping to get like a, this is the first, uh, Critters movie to ever be rated R. All of the previous entries, Jake. PG thirteen. He said, hmm, "I'm surprised by that. If, I did not know that." If you're familiar with Critters, uh, Critters like the first movie um, featured. Uh, you know, you got D. Wallace. She was the. Uh, if you don't know that name, she was uh, the mother from ET. She played Mary, the mother from ET. Uh, it had Terrence Mann in it. I, dude, I have uh, a love for that first Critters movie. When I grew, it was the perfect time growing up. It was just the perfect little, like, yeah, horror movie. Um, my old babysitter back in the day introduced me to Critters. She knew that I should probably not be watching this, but she went ahead and showed it to me anyway as a young child. I think I was like eight or nine years old when this came out. And I, I thought it was a blast. And so when Critters 2 came out, and I think that that was the first movie that they introduced where the critters could all form into a giant ball. Do you remember that, Jake, where the critters would yes, all form? Yes, that yeah. was definitely Critters 2. They showed that in the trailer, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and they would roll over people and and eat them and devour them. And these are little creatures. They, they, they look like, uh, I don't know, they look like piranhas meet a hedgehog or uh, you know what I mean? hedgehog is what i was gonna say yeah too. yeah they're like little piranhas meeting a hedgehog they roll up into little balls and they roll around and shit like a roly-poly and they go around killing people I, I i thought the first they're campy but they're fun and 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 uh dude the budget on this was like literally nothing and the acting was terrible the story was terrible um there's a scene in this jake where uh, uh, there, uh, a guy is uh, taking a shower outside, like in one of those kind of like, uh, you know, like a, he got like a camping site, you know, and he's uh, doing an outside shower and he's showering. And he's got, he's got, oh no, I got the shampoo in my eyes and I can't see. I'm going to rinse the shampoo out of my eyes. I'm going to grab for my loofah. Grab for my loof. What does he grab instead? <laughs> he, he, he grabs a critter that eats his face. What? <laughs> uh, this movie is absolute garbage. Do not waste your money on Critter's Attack. I was really hoping for a fun movie. Um, you know, I know, like, you can sit here and say, like, oh, this movie knows what it is. Like, yeah, this movie does know what it is, but it also it's not good. It's not good. Like I like I understand movies like Sharknado that know what they are, but they're funny. This movie is not good. Um I do not I I hate saying this. I hate saying I do not recommend that you put your money down on this. It was a waste of an hour and a half for me. Like I could have been watching more episodes of a certain show that I'm going to talk about this week. And I didn't. Ouch. On a service that you already paid for instead of something that you paid yeah, for brand new. Exactly. Like, yeah, this is, this is four ninety nine. 
to watch, and it was just absolute garbage, and I was not a fan of it. So, uh, Critters Attack, I, I, I just stay away from it. it it's, uh, you know, they do form that big ball, and it's a, it's in a, it's in a dumb scene. It's not like, dude, uh, th- there was no money put into this. This was just like we got the critter's name, and that's it. I was not a fan. Hmm. That's that's sad. I mean, you got to kind of know what you're doing with this franchise, right? You got to Sharknado it up, turn the camp up to eleven, and just have fucking fun with it. It's right. It, it doesn't yeah. seem like a hard recipe. No, no, no. Go get on uh, get on Amazon Prime. Watch uh, Space Ninjas. That movie, low budget, knows what it does, and it's a fun movie. Watch Space Ninjas, people. Uh, Zombieland Double Tap trailer came out. Did you guys watch this? I did not see yes. this trailer. Yeah, I did, man, big time. Yeah, uh, director Ruben Fleischer, uh, the director for uh, Venom. We talked about Venom earlier. Nobody's going to get to hear about that because it didn't get fucking recorded. <laughs> did not get recorded. None of that got recorded. There was some. Oh my, Jake, can I just can I do a run through of some of the jokes people didn't hear? Yeah. No, no, no. That's ours. <laughs> it's ours. Those are our private jokes. Now. Oh my god, shite! Was it? Was it? Or was it not? Fucking brilliant! Some shit that was coming out. We had some really great jokes, man. What we really had some great fucking jokes. Oh my god! What, <laughs> what about the Chris Hemsworth joke? Oh, fucking! Oh man, that one was great. Yeah. Nobody will ever know him by that name now. It's it's ever ever, and it's fuck. It was fucking ever. It was ever. I've never called him that before. What? I bet someone's called him that before. But Jake, I called him that on the fucking fly. Fuck you. Fuck you, Jake. <laughs> Fuck you. I thought that hey, was I'm not the villain. That here. was fucking organic on this fucking show. You are the villain for fucking taking that away from hey, I, me. I helped set up that organic Hemsworth joke. I set the whole thing up. Get the fuck out of here. I talked about the whole fucking story, and then we and we talked about, it, and then I I moved into that. Jesus fucking well, Christ. I know, but I, cause I talked about Hemsworth hopefully helping this kid out. <laughs> I know. And that's what led into the whole Hemsworth thing to begin with. You're, you're the, you're the inspiration. You're the reason. <laughs> I'm not trying to no, take you're, you're the reason in my life. And you're the inspiration. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to talk about it. Now we're You bring meaning to my life. No one even you're the of. inspiration. <laughs> I want to do the dinner. I want to hear you do the dinner. Is that Chicago? I want the listeners to email in and let us know whose side they're on on this argument. They didn't hear they anything. Never hear. They never knew. They never. They'll side with you. Everybody hates me. I'm just. I'm the big fucking cunt of this fucking show. Everybody knows it. Brian's a big fucking bully. Brian's a big fucking cunt. Everybody loves Jake. Whatever. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> director Ruben Fleischer, uh, I tell, uh, listeners, I, I, I fucking, I, uh, listeners have chased me off of social media, Jake. I fucking hate it. Anyway, uh, director Ruben Fleischer and, uh, writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, they're all returning for, uh, Zombieland Double Tap. And, uh, this movie has the original cast, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin. They're all back for this. And, uh, Shy, you saw this trailer. What did you think about, uh, Zombieland Double Tap? Ten years now. It's been, uh, that first film came out in 2009. We're getting this new movie. What did you think about this trailer? 
Oh, I loved it so much, man. Seeing uh, Woody Harrelson back in that role, Emma Stone, and then Jesse Eisenberg. This is going to be a fucking fun time, man. This looks great. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I've heard people complain about the trailer. I I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I give the Tupperware a tri- uh I give the trailer a Tupperware. Um, yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I loved all the action sequences that we kind of saw at the end of the trailer with like, you know, the farming equipment, chopping up zombies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that was a lot of fun. And like, of course, Woody Harrelson sitting in the chair at the white house was, was mm-hmm. a blast. And there's a little, even a little nod to Twinkies in this trailer. Um, yeah. I, J- Jesse Eisenberg's fucking a ditzy, uh, new girlfriend that they meet in the yeah. store. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rosario Dawson's going to be in this movie as well. Yeah. Um, I thought this trailer was absolutely fantastic and I loved it. Um, it's one of those things where I've heard people saying like, oh, they didn't, sh- there was not enough. Like I didn't see enough. There was not enough. Do you think, I feel like we are in this weird spot with people where it's like, like they get, you get a trailer and they give you something and then they, you know, and then everybody's like, I, I didn't see enough. I didn't see it. There's nothing there. I, didn't, I don't know what to think. Uh, I didn't get enough. And then, all, then, and then on the flip side, though, we get another trailer for something else, and they're like, "Oh, they practically showed me the whole fucking movie. I saw everything. I saw every joke. I saw." Ev- There's we no, are in that place. We are in that place. It's like, do you have to do everything like Endgame, where it's like we don't know and we just got to speculate about everything, like? You gotta understand, people are still trying to sell their fucking movie. Like, I honestly thought when I saw the Stuber trailer, like, oh, I'd seen all the jokes. I'd seen all the jokes from Stuber. They showed the fucking Jaws joke with the fucking, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the propane tank. There's more to that scene that you did not see, people. Like, that was just, it wasn't all just a Jaws joke. Like, there's something that happens in that scene, like, you did not see in the trailer. And that's why you're getting a rated R comedy here. But see, Zombieland Double Tap, a lot of people saying, like, oh, I didn't see enough. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Oh, there were some action sequences at the end, but nothing happened. I don't feel like I know anything that's going on in the movie. Nobody's ever satisfied. Nobody's ever satisfied, Jake. Like, you can't, you can't, like, I don't know how you make a good trailer in this day and age. Either you show too much or it's too little. Yeah, I agree with this criticism 100%. Like, I can't, cannot argue this. It's, people are very fickle. You cannot win with this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you, what do you think, Shy? I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting a little sick and tired of hearing, like, I've seen the whole movie and I'm getting a little sick and tired of I didn't see enough. Everybody's yeah. pissing and moaning. Everybody's just pissing and moaning about everything. And about stupid shit. It's Zombie Land Double Tap. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. It's a valid fu- point. It's Zombie yeah. Land Double Tap. <laughs> high, it's high cinema, Brian. You shut your hole. God damn it. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Some of the shit that people piss and moan about is, I, hey, I'm guilty of it myself. I'm guilty of it myself sometimes, Jake. I'm not going to lie. I did complain yeah. about Terminator Genesis giving away a John Connor reveal, which I don't... I, I definitely swing one way more than the other, though. Yeah. I usually champion 
not showing very much and complain about showing too much. But here's the thing. When you're a studio, you want people to see your movie. And not everybody has the fucking track record of a, uh, uh, of a Marvel cinematic universe, of a Marvel studios where, you know, like they can, they, they can fall back on that. And that's the thing, like Men in Black International, like even though that they've got, you know, three movies under their belt, I honestly, I don't care what they would have showed. That movie was just not good. No, I agree with that. If you're not an established IP, you don't have the financial leeway to just be la-di-da about the promotion of your movie. Like, I I totally agree with that. Like, you kind of have to, much like Avengers Endgame, build up that revenue to where, like, Avengers Endgame had enough. They knew they were going to potentially be one of the five highest grossing movies of all time, no matter how they advertised the thing. But, like new IPs, new movies, you know, Gemini man doesn't have that luxury or even franchises that like Terminator and men in black that haven't proven themselves in a long time. Don't have that Mm -hmm. luxury. Like this episode of pop culture leftovers is so like, we're, we're, we're like pulling back so much on the content on this one that you're not even going to get to hear the first two fucking hours that we (laughs) fucking recorded on this podcast. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. We don't, we don't like to spoon feed our listeners that content. We record it, but God, it was so good too. You don't get it. It was so good. God damn it. Shy. Was it not God? It was fucking great. Don't worry, man. We'll, we'll fucking rein it in, man. And then I'll come back. It's going to be even better. Let's not fucking lose sleep over it. Oh, my God. We talked about calling old lovers to find out if they're still alive. (laughs) We did. (laughs) People will never hear that. It was so good. Oh, man. That was hilarious. (laughs) It was so good. It was so good. I said, Jake, there was a point in the podcast. We talked about rest in peace, Rutger Hauer. And I said, do you think... That Rutger Hauer, one of his past lovers, after having sex with him, said, called him Slutger Hauer. <laughs> now that we're doing, like, best of the stuff no one gets to hear, I, 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 was, a, I was a big fan of the, of the Morbius questioning. Oh, the Morbius stuff was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Uh, and that it's got gone. me every time. For and it's some gone. reason, I was not ready all three times. It's gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. <laughs> Zombieland Double Tap coming out, coming out to theaters. It's going to open on October 11th, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I thought that the trailer was absolutely fantastic. This is one that you got to check out. Uh, yeah. Did you guys watch the uh, primal clip from uh, Adult Swim that I sent you? Yes. This is a yep. brand new full clip from Samurai Jack creator Jendi uh, Tartakovsky. Uh, this is his new animated series, Primal. And uh, this was a uh, this was something that was screened at San Diego Comic-Con. They released this clip online. The story of Primal follows a caveman at the dawn of evolution and a dinosaur on the brink of extinction. Uh, brought together by tragedy, the unlikely friendship becomes the only hope of survival in a violent primordial world. The animation style that I saw in this, it looks very Samurai Jack. Um, there's going to be, I found out, it's going to be ten episodes, all of which contain no dialogue at all. No dialogue. And this is going to premiere on Adult Swim this fall. 
Shy, what did you think about the primal clip here? Uh, you got a caveman and a dinosaur. This uh, dinosaur fighting uh, other dinosaurs to keep its babies alive. The, this, these other dinosaurs trying to eat the babies, and you got a caveman here, and uh, alliances are being formed. I, what did you think, man? Uh, honestly, I was so surprised because when I when I read that it was Jenji Tarkovsky's uh, uh, new anim- uh, animated series, I was expecting something a little bit more PG thirteen. But then when I saw the gore, he sliced up like the dinosaur knees. I was so taken aback because I was totally not expecting that, and it was a very short clip, and I was like totally drawn in. And I actually really love that, and I'm really looking forward to this now because just that the fact that it's on Adult Swim and you can kind of take a different tone with it, I think it's really exciting. Jake, uh, what did you think about uh, Primal? Yeah, it, it this was the highest of Tupperwares of a teaser for me. Um, I'm a huge fan of this guy's work. Um, I've many times hyped his uh, hand-drawn vision of Star Wars that they did before they did the CGI one. Um, it's very much, I mean, all his stuff is kind of in the same vein where I'm not surprised there's no dialogue. Like that's not a very shocking revelation because that, that's kind of this guy's thing basically. I mean, Samurai Jack, the, the dialogue is very sparse and you'll go, you know, 20 minutes and sometimes entire episodes without any speaking lines. And that's how the Star Wars cartoon was as well. It was just very long sequences of, and it's not just action, but just subtle, ways of telling the story that are just brilliant without using dialogue and um yeah i thought this was fucking awesome i I loved seeing him get to do r-rated stuff kind of for the for the first time and um when that t-rex rex bit off that other t-rex's like snout i like cheered that was just crazy can't wait to see this yeah this looks fucking incredible i'm also going to give this a fucking tupperware this looks so good is this going to be like a 15 minute fucking one of those 12 minute adult swim shows are they going to give this like the full 24 minute i hope i mean samurai jack was a 24 minute show but like the star wars things were like 12 minutes you know or whatever yeah Yeah, we'll see I'm looking forward to this either way. This looks really fucking good. Ten episodes of this. It's fucking brutal. It's fucking violent. Um, tons of blood. Really looking forward to this. I think that, I think that this can convey emotion and without any dialogue. 100%. So I'm really looking forward to this. Oh no. yeah, hard to even be worried about that with the track record. Like, yeah, this looks awesome. Yeah. This this potentially could be one of his finest works. I, I can't wait to see this. Uh, I want to talk about the Gen- Gemini Man uh, next. This is uh, th- there was a uh, Gemini uh, Man de aging featurette that came out. We got the second trailer for Gemini Man. This is the new movie from uh, visionary filmmaker Ang Lee. This stars Will Smith, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Clive Owen and Benedict, uh, Benedict Wong. Uh, you've got Henry Brogan. He's an aging government assassin seeking to exit his career, finds himself going up against a younger clone of himself named Junior, who's able to predict his every move. With no other choice, Henry must uncover the truth behind Junior's creation and save him from going down the same dark path he did, all while fighting against a corrupt system led by his former boss, Clay Varis, who's determined to retire him at all costs. So 
Will Smith, we got Will Smith playing Henry Brogan, an aging, aging government assassin. Uh, he's regarded as the best killer of his generation. And he's also playing Junior, a cloned assassin, who is the younger version of Henry. And uh, th- th- this is somewhat uh, what this featurette was about. He's playing 50-year-old Henry Brogan and then 23-year-old Junior. And the trailer, I watched the new trailer, trailer number two, and then I watched this featurette. The featurette really got me excited for this project, for this film. Um, it showed some of the footage from the second trailer. You got older Will Smith tossing a grenade at uh, the, uh, and the, and the younger version of himself shooting the grenade while it's in midair. And it bounces back toward the older Will Smith. And, like, that was cool. That was just a cool action scene. And then, like, we got the motorcycle chase scene where you've got an older Will Smith and a younger Will Smith fighting each other on motorcycles. And you can clearly see both versions as they fight each other on these motorcycles. This – the trailer blew me away, number one. But I feel like this featurette kind of like really impressed me because they talked about how like this is not actually a de-aging. This is – they called it a complete digital creation that was driven by Will Smith's motion capture. So they're able to have two Will Smiths in the same scene, an older Will Smith and then a – younger Will Smith and I don't know I was I was kind of blown away by this Jake yeah I thought it was really cool too um yeah they probably get to pay Will Smith less this way too right so it's a win-win for everyone since they don't have to do the de-aging the the actual CGI model of young Will Smith can do the acting right so this is yeah this was really cool this it's based off of his performance though and that's one of the things that he kind of pointed out here in this featurette was like these are performances that I could not have done when I was this age. This comes with experience as an actor. Like this is stuff that you know that like I couldn't do when I was younger. Yeah, I thought this looked really cool. It reminded me of like kind of the fun Will Smith, you know, action movies of old, except, you know, with kind of that, you know, weird angly sci fi twist that I'm sure we're gonna get at some point. Like I'm sure this movie will be even more than just your traditional like action piece. I'm sure there's going to be some interesting kind of twist and thematics in store. So I'm really excited to see this. This looks pretty good. Uh, what do you think, uh, Shy? Oh, I love this man. Um, I thought it was uh, very interesting how they, in the feature, they were very uh, adamant in pushing that this is not a de-aging thing, and they were very like. This is a new kind of tech, and they were very expressive about that we can run this in like 1080p, 60 frames per second. So I do believe that it is a new technology, and when they do the side-by-side with um, Will Smith um, crying, and then they do the version of him that's the younger version, it looks fucking amazing. And I totally agree with what you said, that Will Smith was saying, I couldn't do this when I was young, and this comes with something like like the acting chops that I got throughout the years, 
it allowed me to do this with a younger version of myself. So, and the movie looks fucking cool, man. And I'm so excited to see Ang Lee do something very like new age kind of, and it looks very cool, man. Yeah, I, I mean, Ang Lee. I don't know about you, but like, what was it Life of uh, Life of Pi? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy fuck! What a movie, right? Wow. Yeah, it's a great movie. Can that I can I tell you something movie. that always makes me laugh about the movies and this Gemini Man trailer? Is Life of Pi? I mean, I think it's a great movie too, but it's it's easily the least controversial slash polarizing Ang Lee movie, and it's always on any new Ang Lee movie. It's like forever on now the one they mention right it's like always the only one it's like from ang lee he did life of pi <laughs> for forever for the rest of his life because <laughs> er- everyone loves that movie <laughs> yeah i mean nobody's fucking going there yeah, from ang lee the guy that did the hulk movie that didn't go anywhere yeah no i agree i agree he's he, done he, more than he's done more than i've ever done like, I can't even get out the first two hours of this episode because they're gone. No, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not nothing against his talent. I just I just think it's they, they latch on to that one that. Uh, no, but they also mentioned Brokeback Mountain for sure. Any chance they get right. They, they didn't in this trailer, did they? No, didn't they? Fuck. OK, maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, I, I don't usually they never do unless it's no. It's just know. life of pie. I, well, <laughs> it's just life of pie. Well, I loved, I loved, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like, that's a yeah. great fucking movie. Oh, yeah. I loved it too. My point isn't that he hasn't made other great movies. It's just that life of pie Every- is the, the one they always only reference in trailers well, I, for, for yeah, his movies since think, then. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's just like, that was just such a visionary film. It was just so, I don't know. I, I, if he did like another martial arts kind of thing, then I think that they would definitely reference, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or something like that. Huh? Why you gotta Why you gotta knock this guy, Jake? What's the What's I'm not knocking the guy. I'm knocking the the art bit. of the trailer. Yeah, he probably had nothing to even do with that. I I feel like you're supporting it though. <laughs> I feel like there's a little bit of Jake support going. On. That's all he's ever done. He never done anything else. This guy. Just no, like, I think he's great. Life, his whole life is this pie thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's a one bunch one of, pie one pie pony. Just a bunch of animals on a fucking boat. Yeah, just <laughs> he's a, <laughs> fucking he's a fucking. I mean, it, it, <laughs> yeah, he, he did the he did the tiger in a canoe movie, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone could fucking Mick G could have done that. Oh man, no, you could you compare Ang Lee to Mick G? Jesus. I know. I was trying. I tried. I tried to think of the worst director I could on the spot. Oh man, what about oh, the worst showrunner? Lost two hours of the first episode of this episode, guys. I lost two hours. Oh my! I made I made a Chris Hemsworth joke about marijuana, and I called him Chris Hempsworth, and it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Too. It was good, and it's gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. It's a. That's sad. I know it's fucking terrible. Hey, uh, let's see here. We got uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, did uh, John Travolta and Fred Durst have made a horror movie? Did you hear about this, Jake? Yes, yes. What a crazy story. Yeah, uh, Fred Durst, the lead singer of Lip Biscuit, uh, <laughs> is uh, directing a movie called The Fanatic, and the story is inspired by a real life 
fan who pursued Limp Biscuit's frontman Fred Durst many years ago. Had to have been many years ago because nobody gives a shit about him now. And uh, the screenplay was written by Durst and Dave Beckerman. Uh, it follows Moose, played by John Travolta, who gets cheated out of meeting his favorite action hero, Hunter Dunbar, played by Devon Sawa. Moose then hunts down Dunbar to get the celebrity interaction he feels he deserves. Harmless at first, Moose's actions begin to take a dark turn. Uh, against the advice of his friend Leah, uh, Moose begins to frequent visits to his hero's private home. As the visits continue to escalate, Dunbar finds himself in increasing danger. It comes out August 30th. Oh, did you did you watch the trailer, Jake? Did you see it? Yeah, it was pretty weird. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. This looks interesting enough. I did it, not think it looked terrible. It's something that I... I don't know. It comes out August thirtieth. Is this going to be a theatrical release? Shy, did you watch this shit? I did, man. Um, I'm really excited to see John Travolta in this fucking insane psycho role again. He's a great villain, usually. I think. I feel like they should leave Fred Durst's name out of this. Like they're they're doing <laughs> they're doing damage. Like they should just this movie would fare better if they would just pretend it was from whoever. But they they he directed the thing. Yeah, yeah. He's no Ang Lee. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the guy only known for the Tiger Boat movie. No. <laughs> that's, that's his claim to fame. There is, <laughs> the rest of his filmography is just an embarrassment, Jake, isn't it? <laughs> knockoff version of Noah's Ark. <laughs> yeah, knockoff version. It's just one animal. He couldn't afford them all. <laughs> couldn't afford all the animals. Just had a tiger on a boat. <laughs> The male tiger's got a mate with this panda now. <laughs> wait, 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 let's see here. Yeah, what? I mean, anyone could do that. Anybody could do it. Here, let's look at the Angley's uh, filmography. He did. <laughs> he did oh. I'm not, yeah, like I said earlier, I'm not ripping on Ang Lee. I'm ripping on the way they market his movies. I, I'm going to call, I'm going to start calling you Angst Lee because you have <laughs> something totally against Ang Lee. <laughs> 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 there's a lot there's a lot of angst going on with you and it, what's what's your beef with Ang Lee? <laughs> what, 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 what did that I don't I don't want to get into it. No, show me no hold on Jake. Show me on the doll where Ang Lee touched you. What's going it's on? Personal, it's a personal story. <laughs> I don't feel like getting into it at this time. Alright, fair enough. Alright. <laughs> Uh, it's called The Fanatic. It's called The Fanatic. It's directed by Fred Durst. Uh, it comes out August 30th. Stars, uh, uh, fucking, uh, John Travolta. His career's over, isn't it? Yeah, you know what? Maybe it isn't directed by Fred Durst. Uh, who, if, that, if you don't like that. Huh? What's up? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I still think the Fred Durst thing is just blows my mind. I'm just making fun of that. I don't think that. I, honestly, I don't think like most millennials know who the fuck Fred Durst is at this point. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's good for them. Who the fuck? Like, who the fuck is Fred Durst? Who's this red hat wearing motherfucker that used, <laughs> that dated that dated Britney Spears in secret for like two weeks? Who had a, who had a fucking, he had a fucking like a rivalry with Eminem for like three weeks. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Hey man, right? he did it all for the nookie. Yeah, so you could take that cookie uh. and shove it up your, <laughs> 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 Oh 
did he have to pay Method Man to rap with him? Oh my god, when they went on tour together? <sighs> yeah, it was Method Man and Red Man that went on tour with uh, fucking Limp Biscuit there for a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have gone. That was the case. Yeah. I didn't. I could have gone to that concert, and I was like, no, no, thank you. You chose wisely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> hey, the Wu Assassins trailer came out this week. Um, you know what didn't come out this week? The first two fucking hours of the podcast that we recorded. <laughs> I knew that was coming that time. Uh, but uh, Wu Assassins trailer came out this week. Came. This is coming to Netflix. This is uh, ten episodes. It's going to drop on August eighth. Uh, this is the uh, the uh, show that stars Eko Uwais, the uh, star from the Raid films, and uh, he was most recently the villain in Stuber. It also stars Mark De- uh, Mark DeCascos, who was uh, a villain in uh, John Wick three, uh, as well as uh, Viking star Catherine Winnick and Louis Tan. From Into the Badlands, and he was also Shatterstar in Deadpool 2. Wu Assassins follows the story of Kai Jin, a young Chinatown chef in present-day San Francisco, as he becomes entangled with the Chinese triad's pursuit of deadly ancient powers known as Wu Zing. After an encounter with a mystical spirit, Kai reluctantly becomes the Wu Assassin, using his enhanced martial arts skills to recover supernatural powers from five modern-day criminals threatening to use them to destroy the world. So, yeah, this trailer came out. This is a show I've been looking forward to. I'm a huge fan of Eco Uways. What I did not know about this uh, martial arts uh, series is uh, that it was going to have this supernatural, kind of like uh, mystical magic element in it. And... Uh, Man, I, 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 uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about this series. I, I, I really don't. I gotta freeze this one, Jake. I know it's a rating that we don't give a lot. I gotta freeze this one. I, I, I think that this could either be something I love or something that's gonna really let me down. Um, I, I, yeah. I what's not gonna let me down is, uh, the whole, chosen one story i know some people are like i'm so sick of movies and shows that have a chosen one i don't care i don't care about neo and i don't care about luke skywalker and i'm done with the chosen one you know what i don't give a fuck shut the fuck up alexa i'm sorry she was over there but I don't, I don't give a, I don't give a shit about like the chosen one story. I'm fine with if you do it right. I'm fine with. I don't care. Um, I have no problem with like people being the chosen one. Um, yeah, it's it's just I, dude. I don't know. I don't know what to think of this trailer. I didn't get like the. This is not what I was expecting from a show called Wu Assassins. Can I talk about this trailer a bit? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I thought it was a decent enough. Um, I'm going to give it a, a taste it. I thought the second half was better than the first half. Um, the first half had this weird, like, adult Power Rangers vibe going for it that I found kind of off-putting. And, but then the second half really delivered on some really fucking awesome looking action. 
and kind of shook away the kitty vibe that was oddly in the first half of this trailer. Um, I thought it was a, almost comical how many times they told the main character that he was the Wu assassin yeah. at the in the first half of this uh, trailer. I was like, okay, okay, okay. He is the Wu assassin. We get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, this looked, this looked really cool. Um, I can see why you are weary, though. It does look like it just had some, like, I don't know. Like, it it just has some weird, kitschy vibe to it that yeah. I couldn't quite put my finger on. Yeah. I don't know. It's not what I'm used to seeing Eco Ue's doing. and But it's also, it looks fun and campy enough that I might love this. Because, like, I loved, I don't know, I love, I do love stuff like this. It's just, I don't, this is not what I was expecting. Shai, what did you think? Yeah, I kind of want to piggyback off of what you guys are saying. That, um, like, I'm really happy for Eco Lewis and uh, getting his own show and all that, but it didn't really like tickle my fancy. I didn't really understand what the show was about, and there was like a little bit with the the faces like fading with the original Wu assassins. I think so. It just kind of didn't really make sense. I think I'll have to watch the first episode, but, like, I didn't know what vibe they're going for with the show. Um, I didn't know, like, what audience they're trying to attract, but it was just, like, kind of a little bit all over the place. Just wouldn't a little it, bit. I don't know. Wouldn't it be incredible if, like, the main villain that we find out at the end of this is the Wu assassin, like, the main <laughs> villain is Ric Flair, and he's like, woo! <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> Yeah, dude, that that would be amazing. I in fact, if that's the case, I'll be mad at you for even putting the idea in my head to spoil that twist. I Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> Maybe maybe this maybe this part of the episode won't even be recorded and no one will hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll still have heard it. I, I don't know. Care. I don't care about anyone else. Oh my god! I hate this fucking episode. I I, <laughs> lo- I, I love shy, but I hate the fact that we lost the first two hours where I was so energetic and so happy to be recording. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. Shy was also at his best that first part. I know, shy. <laughs> Shut, you, you. <laughs> now what? Now I'm just fucking awful. Yeah, like, a not bit. contributing anything. You're like, you're getting the low taste of shy right now. There was, <laughs> and all the listeners are like fucking missing out. Dude, there was, dude, there was this level. You were on another level that first two hours. And like, it's hard to replicate that at this point. It you, is. You know what? Yeah. Fucking get drunk. I'm like midway. Dude, anyway. fuck it. I'm getting, I'm getting drunk right now. I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't give a fuck right now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. <Uh-oh. laughs> Jake's just like, Uh-oh. this may be the first episode I tap out early. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh no, I have two drugs to deal with now. Usually it's just Brian. <laughs> um, speaking about getting angry, I'm going to talk about this next movie that I saw. I haven't even asked you guys what you got watched for your good pop backup because I don't give a shit. Because uh, <laughs> this fucking episode is garbage. Uh, I watched a movie called Avengement. Have you guys even heard of Avengement? <laughs> no. Is it like a, is it like the Avengers that you get at like Aldi? No, it is not like <laughs> the Transmorphers, which is the generic version of, trans, <laughs> of Transformers. Uh, Avengement, uh, while released on furlough from prison, a lowly criminal evades his guards and returns to his old haunts 
to take revenge on the people that made him a cold-hearted killer. It's an epic, bloody battle to search for the soul he lost years ago on the streets of an unforgiving city. This is directed by Jesse V. Johnson. Uh, he's a Hollywood stuntman and a stunt coordinator who's done a ton of movies, and he's now directing them kind of in the vein of like a, uh, 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 was it, was it, is it Leitch? Uh, David Leitch? Stephen Leitch? What the fuck is that guy from, uh, uh, John Wick? Light, the, the Leitch guy. Yeah, <laughs> just like the light. Guy. Yeah, just like the light guy. <laughs> but, uh, I'll co-sign that. Fucking co-sign that. Sh- well, light uh, was it? David Light. He was a. Uh, I think it was David Light. He was a stuntman for like uh, the Matrix movies, and then now he's doing the the Deadpool. He's doing the John Wick shit, right? That yes. Guy? That fucker. Uh, this stars Scott Adkins. Scott Adkins, uh, he played, uh, Lucian in Doctor Strange. He was also Hector in The Expendables 2. Guy, do you remember the amazing performances of Lucian and Hector? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? You remember those? Do you remember? You remember the riveting performances of, uh, Lucian and Hector? Lucian uh, being in Doctor Strange and then the uh, uh, Hector in Expendables 2. Do you remember the, the life-changing, the fucking, the uh, transformative acting? I mean, easily my favorite character in both movies. Oh, God. Jake, I, you, for weeks, I could not get you to stop fucking messaging me about Scott Acton's performance as Lucian in Doctor Strange, you just would not shut. I had to fuck. Did you know I fucking muted you? I blocked you for a couple weeks because it was. I, be- I, I believe it. I believe it. it. I was starting to annoy myself. I kind of had to just rein it in. It was ridiculous. I know. I think I, you're kind of triggering me, bringing it back up. I I'm gonna know. have to. Re- I'm gonna have to revisit. Shy. I want you to talk to me. I want you to tell me what you thought about Hector. In a- <laughs> <laughs> I shy. What you tell? What did you think about Hector and Expendables Tim? <laughs> I remember. I remember. Like, like, like when when you first watched Expendables two, and I got a message from you, and you were like, "What the Hector am I watching? <laughs> this is amazing." Yeah. <laughs> Not as good as Lucian, though. No, no, dude. dude. Not as good as that. I do. I do. Thank you. Thank you. No, I do not want to have this, (laughs) dude. This is an age-old argument with me. (laughs) With me and Shy, it was like Lucian versus Hector. Like I am, I am a Hector fucking like I'm a huge Hector fan, and like. Of course, fucking shy. It's got to be on the other end of the spectrum. He's all about Lucian, and so like back and forth every fucking day. Every fucking day, I gotta hear you. I gotta no. I gotta hear you fucking sucking Lucian's cock every goddamn day. And I'm trying to tell you, like the his Scott Atkins performance as Hector in Expendables Two was transformative, dude. Like it was fucking amazing. And you're fucking like I admit, like yeah, Lucian was good. It was good. But it was no Hector. Like, do do you want to go down this fucking road again with me, Shy? Not again, man. No, no, no. I really don't. Yeah, We're yeah. Rain, rain it in, guys. Yeah. We're not doing the Lucian versus Hector let's, again. Let's leave this episode oh, fresh. Oh, God. This fuck, yeah. 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 Like, We're going to leave this gold mine for another episode. Yeah, I know. I know. Fuck, you know, fuck this episode. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. 
But uh, let's see here. Uh, Scott Adkins, uh, this guy, he's also – I was looking at his IMDb. He's also going to be in the uh, upcoming Ip Man 4 starring Donnie Yen. Uh, the full title is Ip Man 4, the finale. So um, I've watched all three Ip Man movies. The first two are absolutely incredible. Ip Man 3 – not it's it's okay it's, it's dude it's not great dude dude it's not great it, it, you made a fart noise and then you tried to sell it it's okay dude it's not great like it started like it's got mike tyson in it he's like no. mike, yeah mike tyson's in it uh but this movie stars scott adkins craig fairbrass uh thomas turgus um I'm sure those names mean a fuck ton. <laughs> Thomas to you. fucking Turgus? <laughs> Thomas Turgus in the hizzy bitch. Your boy. My boy. Everyone's boy. Oh my god. Yeah. You, you just got Thomas Turgus. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so this movie's about an hour and a half and uh, it's an action movie. Um, it is, it's about You've got a guy here who uh, wants to get into business for himself. He's got a brother who's involved in this criminal element. He needs money. Uh, he's a fighter. Uh, he's done a lot of fighting, uh, professional fighting, and he's won a lot of matches. And uh, here he is. He's wanting to start his own life, his own business. And he goes to his brother. He's going to do one job. One job. It's supposed to be an easy job. It'll give him the money. One last job. One last job. And then he's, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. And then, I, you know, and, but he does this one job. And it's supposed to be this easy job. And, and it's, it's going to give him the money to, to be the startup business that he wants to, that he wants to do. And, uh, of course he, it, it, you know, things don't go the way that they were supposed to go. And, and he ends up in jail for a for a uh, for a crime here. And uh, what happens is, while he's in in prison, um, every day he's fighting for his life. Every day somebody is coming at him, and uh, the movie kind of like reveals that he's got like kind of like a uh, a twenty thousand dollars um, twenty thousand dollars. Will be paid to whoever, to whoever kills him in prison. Um, and uh, this guy gets fucked up. Like prison makes him the killer, the person that he is. And uh, his mother is dying, so he is able. He they release not release him from prison, but they they escort him out of prison to go say goodbye to his mother as she's dying. And. Uh, he ends up escaping while he's out um, and uh, getting revenge on the people that have put him in prison. I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm going to give this movie a high taste it. I know I've like shit on this, but like I am going to give this movie a high taste it. This, the third act is just incredible. It's, it's just very, it's very violent. It's very bloody and it is just balls to the wall action. And just, there's a scene where he shoots a guy's head off with a sawed off double barrel shotgun at close range. 
and you see this guy's head gone oh, and man. this guy is just writhing around on the ground for a few moments with no fucking head and, <laughs> and like this movie it it knows what it is like i talked i talked about earlier movies like like eh, this movie knows what it is like this movie does know what it is it's an hour and a half of just action it's a fucking pure revenge story and uh, i watched it for free on hoopla um if you have hoopla you can watch this hoopla is a subscription service that you can get at certain libraries certain libraries offer hoopla so if your library offers hoopla i highly highly recommend that you sign up for it otherwise you can rent it on video on demand on different streaming services uh for three dollars at most places so um i i don't say i i'm not saying like spend money to watch this one but uh i if you like dumb fun bloody action movies with a revenge story being kind of like the focus here i would watch avengement i did enjoy it and i think scott adkins is pretty fucking legit as kind of like an action guy like I, i'm not saying like this guy is gonna be like you know he, <laughs> I, you know what i mean i'm not saying like he's gonna be like the next big action star like like we're past it it's not the 80s and 90s anymore i think like the only guys that can do this in this day and age are probably like statham and the rock i don't think like we're gonna put him up there with Statham and The Rock. Of course, the Hobbs and Shaw coming out next week. But, like, I think I this is worth watching, man. If you if you like that kind of shit, this is worth watching. This is a, this was a fun watch for me. Um, what was this called again? Uh, Avengement. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah um, it sounds interesting. It doesn't really sound like anything up my alley, though, too much. No, nah, this is not. This is not for Jake. This is... Like I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that guy that likes those dumb fucking, you know, action movies. You know, that's. And if you if you're that if you're that guy that's stuck in the '80s and '90s and you miss like Stallone, you miss Schwarzenegger, you miss that shit. You miss the fucking Steven Seagal, the Chuck Norris, the Jean Claude Van Dams. This is your fucking movie. You'll you'll dig this. You'll dig this. It's not it's not anything I'm saying like you got to drop money on. I watched it for free on Hoopla. I'm glad I did. I'm also the same guy that dropped five bucks on fucking Critters Attack. What the fuck do I know? I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> I'm the fucking. I'm also the guy. I lost two hours. Okay. <laughs> Shy, I, I I fucking love having you on. Shy, thank God you're yeah. on. Thank God you're yeah. on. We're having a great fucking time, man. I'm well on my way to getting drunk. Fucking A. Fucking A. Fuck yeah. Fucking A. Let's do this. Let's get fucking pissed drunk. Let's fucking forget <laughs> I, if this might ever happen. By the end of this, I want to fucking have... I want to have... You the, don't ever want to record nights like that, though. <laughs> I, no, I want me and try to get so fucking pissed drunk by the end of the episode, we're arguing Lucian and Hector again. Like yes. Old, like old times. Just like the old days, man. Dude, Lucian is such a <laughs> bitch. Fuck you, man. <laughs> dude, dude, you are all about that Lucia, dude. Dude, you don't know anything about Owl Dog, okay? Dude, dude, I can't even hear you over the fucking... I can't even hear you over Lucian's cock in your mouth. <laughs> I was, like, seriously concerned. Like, oh, do I have a sound issue? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, 
I've been uh, I've been watching The Boys on Amazon, which sounds really dirty, but it's actually it's a it's a based on the comic book, uh, The Boys by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson, and uh, The Boys takes place in a world where superheroes embrace the darker side of their massive celebrity and fame, and revolves around a group of vigilantes known informally as the Boys who set out to take down the corrupt superheroes with no more than blue-collar grit and a willingness to fight dirty. Uh, this show has already been renewed by Amazon Prime, Amazon Video, for a second season, and it was renewed before it even officially premiered. Yeah, uh, that's wild. The Boys, the first episode, was directed by Dan Trachtenberg, Jake. This guy was the guy who directed 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is a pop culture leftovers favorite. And um, wow. I don't, ha, have either of you started The Boys on Amazon? No, this just just hit Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had a chance to even I have not had a chance. look towards my TV since Friday. Wow, you both are lazy pieces of shit. Yeah, lazy my ass. I'm <laughs> fucking with you. No, I'm just that was for comedic value. Didn't go over well. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> <Bob> got lynched. <laughs> uh, this stars. Um, uh, we've got Carl Urban as Billy Butcher. He's the leader of the boys. We've got Jack Quaid. Uh, as, uh, Huey Campbell, a man who joins the boys after his girlfriend Robin was accidentally killed by A-Train, which I'm going to talk about here in a moment. Um, Jack Quaid, I recently talked about him in a comedy, uh, rom-com, an R-rated rom-com called Plus One with him and Maya Erskine, which I tupperwared the fuck out of. And I'll be honest with you, Carl Urban and Jack Quaid make this series. I'm going to give this series a Tupperware right now. It is fucking good. I'm three episodes in. There's eight episodes total. Cannot wait to finish this one. This is basically like if superheroes were in the real world, but they were corporate owned. So you have like your Justice League and they're not doing their own thing. Like there's an image that they portray. Like you see Superman and he's like all about truth, justice and the American way. You have, you know, Wonder Woman who's like, she's like, you know, uh, Wonder Woman who's like, uh, female empowerment and, and, uh, she's all about truth and love. And then you have like your character, who is like the fastest man alive. Uh, and that happens to be a train in this, like in the justice league, of course it's flash. Uh, you've got your, uh, you know, the guy who can speak to fishes and control aquatic life. Um, that, you know, of course in the, in DC is, uh, Aquaman. And here we've got, uh, uh, the deep who is the king of the sea. And he's a member of what they call it the seven. And, but, all these people that I'm talking about, all these people that are in the seven, which is like, you know, the Justice League of this universe, are all shady as fuck. And they're all corporate owned. And everything is just an act. And everything that they do has been set up by this corporation. Um, and it's all about getting uh, public approval and hashtags and likes on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. But they do some really shady shit on the side. And the first episode, we're introduced to uh, Jack Quaid's character of Huey Campbell, who works at kind of like a, a small kind of like electronic store, kind of like a radio shack. And and uh, he gets off work and he meets up with his girlfriend, Robin, and they're, and they're talking. And, 
and uh, talking about moving in together. They're very much in love. They're they're made for each other. Very much in love, and they're talking. And all of a sudden, like he's holding her hands and and um, making a joke about like Billy Joel being like a great artist. And she's not a fan, I guess. And he makes a joke about Billy Joel. And all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, she just explodes, and you see blood all over the fucking place. She just explodes. You're like, what the fuck just happened? And he's left there holding her hands. And all of a sudden you see A-Train, which is the Flash character, has been running so fast. He ran right through her. And she exploded. And he's covered in her blood Jack Quaid's character of Huey Campbell is covered in her blood. And he says, I can't stop. And he's trying to stop. He says he's trying to stop a bank robbery and he's got to keep going. And he runs off. Doesn't even apologize. And fucking Huey is just left there covered in her fucking blood. This opens up a whole new world for him where he's introduced to the boys which is this group who understands that these heroes are not who they seem. And the boys are led by Billy Butcher, played by Carl Urban. And it's all about taking down the seven. I am three episodes in, and this is fucking incredible. This is a great show. This, I mean, and it's dark. It takes dark turns, there, uh, you gotta watch this, Jake. You gotta watch this, Shy. This is, this is great. I know Frank, when Frank was on the podcast, Frank was reading the actual comic and just raving about this. And now I know why. Garth Ennis, like, you know, the, the writer of Preacher, the writer of The Boys, like, this is great. This is great fucking stuff. Eight episodes, I'm three in, and, uh, I wish I could have watched more of this. Guys, I just didn't have the time this week. I did not have the time to watch more of this this week. But this is yeah, fucking... Yeah, just hit on Friday and shit. Yeah, just just landed on Friday. That, Jake, that, how, when has that stopped me before, dude? I've, oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. It's just, I... Dude, I there was so much stuff that I had to watch this week that... Um, uh, Elizabeth Shue stars in this. She's Madeline... Stillwell, she's the vice president of Vought International, which is like this corporation that runs the seven. And, uh, you've got, uh, uh, Nathan Mitchell plays Black Noir. He's a superhero in full black superhero outfit, and he's a member of the seven. Um, I'm trying, you've got uh, another guy who's like this, the invisible man or whatever. I can't remember what his name was. Uh, he's like a translucent character. He can turn himself invisible. And, uh, he's a big part of, like, the first few episodes of this. This is really fucking good. I fucking, I Tupperware this. I cannot wait to finish this. How many episodes is this? Eight, ep- uh, eight episodes, I believe. I believe it's eight episodes. Um, not much then. Not a lot, and they're about an hour apiece. Um, it really, in the first episode, it really sets up the villains as villains. They do some stuff that people are really gonna hate. Uh, especially the character of the deep does something to a female character in this that you're really, really gonna hate. And you're really, I'm like, I'm really looking forward to seeing this character, 
uh, get what's, uh, what's coming to him. So I, uh, I Tupperware this. I cannot wait to, to finish this one. But, um, I'm really, this is a, this is one of those rare shows where you're not rooting for the superheroes. You're actually rooting for the boys, which are trying to take them down. So I, I like this. Wow. I like this twist. I like it. Wow. That's great, man. I really can't wait to get into that now, man. I saw the trailer and I absolutely loved it. But hearing you talk about it, I can't fucking wait. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we talked about in the first two hours of this episode that no one is <laughs> ever going to get to hear. I'm sorry. Um, real quick, I watched the, another show on Netflix called Another Life. Have you guys heard about this? I think I have heard about this, yes. Another life. Yes, I watched the first five minutes. Dude, dude, yeah, I got a little bit farther than you, but not much. Not (sighs) much. It's another life follows the story of an astronaut and a space crew who are on a mission to investigate the origins of an alien artifact that mysteriously appeared on Earth. As the crew attempt to search for alien intelligence, they face inexplicable horrors that might signal the end of their mission. It stars Katie Sackhoff, uh, Justin Chatwin, Samuel Anderson, Tyler Hecklin, uh, who plays, um, you know, uh, Superman in the Supergirl series is also in this. Selma Blair is in this. Um, dude, shy. 20 minutes I was locked in trying to watch this fucking show. The last 15 I was so checked out and did not give a fuck. This is fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's the sense I got, man. That's where I dropped off after five minutes. I was just like, what am I doing with my time right now? Like, I don't want to be watching this. Dude, I do not blame you. I, I you know, like, because I do this show. I was like, okay, I'm really going to give this a chance. I watched two episodes of The Boys, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Another Life. You know, I promised that I would review this. And I got 35 minutes in, and I'm like, you know what? It's just not worth it. I want to get back and watch, yeah. I'm going to watch some more of the boys because, like, that's a good show. And and I think 35 minutes in, I think I've, I think at that point I knew that this was just not a good show. Like this, they're not doing anything new here. You've got like this spaceship that shows up on Earth that starts to maybe either terraform the Earth. It just kind of like. It leaves this crystallized structure. They, they're trying to figure out what's going on, what it's doing with the Earth. And then you've got a, a crew that's going out to space to find out the origins of what this alien intelligence is there for. And and um, I don't know. I feel like if I want to watch anything like this, I'll just watch movies like Arrival. I'll, I don't know, I'll watch... Uh, you know, Midnight Ex- was it Midnight Express or whatever the fuck? I mean, I this is this is the la- this is just the special effects aren't good. The acting is not on the level of <sighs> what I would want from this. I I'm not impressed by Another Life. This is a absolute toss it for me. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. It was a toss-up for me as well after like five minutes. I don't know what they were trying to do. Like, remember that show Under the Dome? Where there was like this innocuous fucking thing that's taken over and people are trying to inspect it and find out more about it. It was kind of a mix of that. And like, I love Selma Blair, but like, yeah, the show just didn't hook me in at 
all. And I, I'm not saying I tried very hard, but no, you, you <laughs> five get, minutes was enough. <laughs> you gave it like 300 seconds. So like you did, yeah. you did your due diligence, sir. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to take a break? I, I mean, oh, like, yes. I literally, yes. we literally do. Like, honestly, like, we maybe have thirty minutes left of this fucking show. There's nothing left. Let's take, let's take, let's a, let's, let's take a break. No, me and Jake still got to do good pop, bad pop as well. Yeah, I'll let you do your good pop, bad pop. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we might have forty minutes left then. <laughs> we'll be, hey, we will, 32 and a half we'll, we'll be This is the worst episode we've ever done And it could have been yeah. the best It started off as the best And has turned into the worst Yeah, it's definitely up there It's in the running for worst I, I won't argue yeah. It's pretty bad Yeah, I agree Yeah, yeah, we will be yeah, Who gives a fuck we, we may or may not be back Who knows, it's up in the air I might just say I might. I, we might just wrap it I don't know We might we might just lose this whole bit. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed at this point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. back mm, good times right i don't know i mean <laughs> dude, it's, okay. it's like it's it's okay you you i have this thing i work all week i work all week on the notes i slave i slave on these notes and then and then all of a sudden like we record we do nearly two hours and i know i'm still harping on this fuck you you little bitch until you fucking lose two hours you shut the fuck up you gotta listen to me right now um I'm not talking to either one of you. I'm talking to like that one. No, I, fucking, I get it. I get it. And one little no, fucking it. rat cunt out there arguing to their fucking uh, listening device and saying, "Wait, you still pissing a moan?" Yeah, I'm still pissing a moan about. It. I worked all week on these fucking notes, and then I lose that first two hours. They were gold. They were goddamn gold. Yeah, and they're gone. They're fucking gold. They're gone. Um, it's fucking six a.m. asshole. I know it's six a.m. for you, and it's, yeah. and it's gone. And it's like, uh, man. Um, let's see. Well, hey, uh, Shy, what do you got for good pop, bad pop, man? Okay, man, I really, I really fucked up this time. I went to see this movie and I was like, this is gonna be my smoking gun for this episode. I'm gonna come out like all guns blazing. And then like mid movie, I'm watching, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Brian and Steve reviewed this two weeks ago. <laughs> Well, what I went to see Mid Midsummer. Oh yeah, dude, the fucking the, the yeah, the Ari Oster movie. Ari Oster, fucking uh, the director from uh, Hereditary, and it's all about hallucinogenics in Sweden. Yeah, did you see it? Yeah, yeah obviously, you fucking saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it was fucking great. 
and I was going to talk about for a few minutes, but we're not going to go over the whole thing, but it was fucking great, man. It was, it was such an intense movie. Put me on the edge of my seat for the whole thing. And, uh, I'm really just impressed by the director to be able to do that for two hours. Like, you don't know what's going on. Dude, it was, it was two good, and a half Good vibe hours. or bad vibe or like, what am I supposed to expect from this movie? And then it takes very dark turns. Yeah. I had a phenomenal time with this movie. Yeah. Two and a half hours, this movie. Yeah. 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 I, I was, dude, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Hereditary. I liked it, but I didn't love it. But like, this was, Oh my god, this was on another fucking level. What is the deal with fucking Ari Aster having like deformed kids in this movie? Yeah, I'm, I'm not that. He did it for his two uh, movies now. I, I would love to see the short films that he be- did before, but I have no idea how to view them. Right. To yeah. just kind of get a sense of this guy, but yeah, it seems like he does have a, I don't know, almost a fetish with disabled people in his movie, disabled children, let's say. Yeah, um, J- yeah. Jake, did you see any of this? No, I have not. I, no. I never got a chance to see Hereditary either, honestly. Yeah, it's disturbing, but in a, the best way possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. It sounds interesting. I'm, I'm more interested in seeing Midsummer than I was Hereditary. Yeah, I would. I would highly recommend Midsummer over Hereditary. Yeah. In my opinion. Definitely. And then the other thing I had for uh, a good pop, 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 I've been just been fucking obsessed with MasterChef Australia. <laughs> so, it's like the Australian version of MasterChef, but it's like a little, a little bit more food focused and a little bit more, a little bit less of that dramatic factor. So I kind of love cooking and, and all that. So I really like the show and it's just been eating up my time because they release episodes from Sunday till Thursday. And so I've kind of just been obsessed with the show. Okay. Is it on, is it on Netflix? Uh, it is not on Netflix. I think it's just on the 10, which is like an Australian network. So I'm not sure how Americans are going to view it, but, uh, yeah, here in Europe, we get it on a few channels and, uh, yeah, I've just been obsessed with it. Oh shit. That, you know, yeah, I, uh, what, what, Jake, did you ever watch Top Chef? Oh yeah. I God, love it. I fucking love Top Chef. Jake, did you hear about uh, big brother season? What is it? The new season? Did you hear about that? What is oh, there to hear about how terrible the, the cast is? What? No, they got, aren't they bringing back like 20 past guests and they're like, it's going to be a $2 million pot? Oh, that's, um, that's Survivor, not Big Brother. Oh, Big Brother. No, uh, Survivor. I'm sorry. My, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I it's, uh, not the season coming up, but the season after. It's, it's all winners playing too. Yeah, all winners. I don't know. I'm, that sounds really good. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. It's about time they raise mm-hmm. the prize money, especially when they do experiments like that and bring everyone back. Yeah. Yeah. Probably all winners too. That's like the kind of thing they can probably only do one time. Fuck it. Yeah, fucking shy teasing us with uh, MasterChef Australia. We have no way yeah. to watch it. We have no way to watch it, Jake. 
That's not hard to watch. Just like, I've just got like, ways. Just like I've nobody... got ways to watch any foreign reality show you want to watch. You, you a... got your ways, Jake. You know what's up. Do you have a way to fucking listen to the first two hours of this episode that are gone? <laughs> no, I do not. If it, if it was Australian, the first two hours of Australian pop culture leftovers, though, I'd, I'd, I'm on it. Hey, mates. Welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. We're going to throw yes. a strip on the old Bobby here. Yay. <laughs> talk about Master Chef Australia. <laughs> Dingo ate my Marvel news. <laughs> uh, it's all gone. The first two hours. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and then uh, uh, Brian, uh, we talked about this earlier on in the week. Uh, the uh, or maybe excuse me if you're going to bring this up later, but the light of my life trailer with uh, Casey Affleck. Oh fuck! Yeah, the light of my life. Uh, wow, what did you think about that trailer? Wow absolute fucking Tupperware. Like, it looks amazing. I t- loved Casey Affleck in uh, Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. And I think the premise of this movie is amazing. I love this newcomer, Anna uh, Pnoski, I think that's how you say her name, and it just looks awesome. It looks... Like, I really love the premise, but then they focus on the the relationship aspect between a father and a daughter, and they don't dive into the whole thing of, like, why um, you know, why there's no more women in the world and this and that, but they're just really focusing on this relationship aspect, and I fucking love that, and it looks very intense. It yeah. looks great. comes out, like, late August, I think, like, August 30th around there, and it's... I, is yeah. it, I don't even know if it's going to be a big theatrical thing, but... Oh, man. It, yeah, the trailer did look really, really damn good, so... Uh, it's one I think I think it's something I'll be watching when it does come out. So yeah, yeah I like the projects that Casey Affleck is doing right now. He's he's I th- I feel like he's making good choices in his career, and I really respect that. And um, yeah, I can't wait for this movie. Yeah, it. Uh, I don't know that the trailer. It remind what was that movie that came out with? Uh, with oh, I know what you're talking about. In the Children snowy, of Men. No, it's the snowy area in the. In Wisconsin or something? Is was, that what you're talking about, no, Brian? I was thinking about Ben Foster when Ben Foster and oh. that, that that is the Ben Foster movie with him and his daughter and they're out there in the woods and that they're kind of like mm-hmm. living out there and like this kind of reminded me of that like them out there living away from everybody and him trying to fa- hide the fact that his you know daughter's actually a a woman yeah 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 so um. Jake, do you have anything for Good Pop, Bad Pop? Nah, nothing beyond what we all watched. Well, oh, thanks for the contribution. Um, no, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> you should thank me this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, news. Let's move on into the Pop Culture Leftovers news and wrap this shit up. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. Yeah, uh, uh, Spawn movie needs more financing here. Uh, we, uh, the Todd McFarlane talked to a crowd at uh, San Diego Comic Con about what's going on. Here's what he said: Look, I am relentless. I'm like a dog with a bone. I will get there. I promise you, I will get there because I will beat the system. Here's what I'll do: I'll do it as a Kickstarter. And here's the Kickstarter. I need 20 million people to give me a dollar. And I will make this movie. And when I get the money back, I'll return the dollar back to you. And you will be my producers. 
and all I'll need is the distribution. That's doable today. So that was a quote from Todd McFarlane. Apparently, I mean, Jake, we, we've talked about Desperation. It. Well, it is the thing. It's like it's it's one of those things where he's talked about in the past that the, the studio is what they're saying. Like, uh, why don't you do one of these PG thirteen movies that are really popular right now? And he's saying, No, I want to do my Spawn. I want it to be rated R. I want it to be this. Yeah, and they it, did that bullcrap already. I know, and it failed. And so, Jake, here's what I'm thinking. You've only got so long before Jeremy Renner and Jamie Foxx are not available for this. So if financing does not come through by a certain time, what you're going to hear is that one of these actors have dropped off the project. And then it's going to go into limbo, and then it's going to be something that people talk about for years to come, about the Spawn reboot that never happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it might go through a couple lesser actors before it gets completely shat away. But, yeah, it's not looking good for this thing. Yeah, I think, like, the, I think, sounds like Todd put the uh, the cart before the horse here. And, um, I mean, on one facet, though, good on Todd, I guess. Like, I, I see what you're saying for not compromising his vision. Yeah, sure. I agree. I agree. But I, my, I, I'm not trying to knock Todd. I, 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 I would love to see his movie. I would love to see his movie. But I feel like it's just one of those things where like they don't have the financing that they need. And at the end of the day, just do it. Just do it. Just if you're going to do the Kickstarter, if you if you think that you can earn twenty million dollars from from a Kickstarter, just fucking do it. Get this thing done. Get the money that you need and do it. It's just because I want to see it. I just feel like the longer that this goes on, like these guys, their schedule is not going to be open forever. They're going to have one of these guys is going to have to drop off this project. If no, they, they're not just sitting on their fucking thumbs right. waiting to do spawn. These are high profile actors. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is not going to happen. Like, I, dude, I'm, you and I are both big Todd McFarlane champions. Like, we want this to happen. We want this to work and we want this to be a great success for him. But like, I'm, like, this, this, I don't know, this brings me some pause. Yeah, I, he should try the Kickstarter thing. I, I bet that would actually be quite a success. Fuck yeah. He tweets it. Fucking Jamie Foxx tweets it. Renner tweets it. You know Kevin Smith will tweet it. Anybody, everybody's going to be tweeting it. I fuck, I'll tweet it. Uh, not like I'm going to be able to do a lot for it, but like, shit, I'll donate the dollar. Shit, I'll donate the dollar too. I'll donate five bucks. I don't give a fuck. Give me five producer credits. I don't give a shit. Like, I want to see this, and so we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's just one of those things where. I don't know. I want to see his vision for the movie, and if it, if it if it's a huge success, then good on him. And if it fails, then at least he knows. At least he knows. I put it out there. I put my vision out there. I put, you know, this is something that I had put out there uh, as 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 art in a comic, and I did the writing, and it succeeded. It's still going strong. People are still reading this book. I put it out there in film. I did it my way. I, I went Frank Sinatra on this fucking shit. 
people didn't like it. It didn't go over well. I did it, you know, and we'll see. We'll see what happens with this. I, I, I hope it gets made. This needs to get made. I think this would be, I, th- I feel like this is like a bucket list thing for Todd, you know? Yeah. And I think he definitely has a, a clear vision of what he wants to do. Yeah. So in that way, it won't be a mess, you know? Yeah. Is it going to be mm-hmm. like another spirit like Frank Miller? Uh, no, that was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you see that It Chapter 2 got uh, official R rating, Jake? Did did It Chapter 1 get a P... That was PG-13, right? No, I'm pretty sure it was R. Really? Uh. Yeah, I think the kids cuss a lot. Um, There's quite a lot of blood. Oh, God. I saw it once, so I'll be honest with you. I also saw that it's got a two-hour and 45-minute runtime. Yikes. Here we go. I'm looking it up right now. It was, yeah, it was rated R. You're right. Uh, it was two hours and 15 minutes for the first one. The second one. Two hours 45, I saw. Uh, it doesn't, on IMDb, it doesn't have a time listed yet. Yeah, I both just saw an article talking about that today. Huh. Two hours 45. So is that, is that, uh, is that locked in? I think so. I think they even were saying that it could be longer, and they're already promising a uh, director's cut mm. for home release. This episode could have been longer, Jake, but we lost the first two fucking hours! <laughs> no, no. And we won't have a... Um, we will not have any director's cut. No. There's no director's cut because it's lost. It's gone. It's yeah, it chapter two director confirms epic runtime. Yeah, yeah. I'm just reading the same thing on Digital Spy. Wow. Uh, two hours and forty five. Wow, that is long. Yeah, Fuck. boy. Jesus Christ. That's fucking. That's four minutes longer than uh, Once Upon a Time <laughs> in Hollywood. Yeah, that's a lot. That's uh, it's. Almost, it's just like 17 minutes less than Avengers Endgame. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Yeah. It's like, it's like 45 minutes less than the footage we had for this, the beginning of this episode. <laughs> the director says nobody who's seen the movie has had any complaints about the length so far. Wow, really? Yeah. That sounds like captivating. Almost like, yeah, he's trying to sell it, but I get that. Yeah, two hours 45, wow. Yeah, this I you know fuck this episode, Jake. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking wow. done. He said the original cut was four hours long. Wow. Yeah, the original cut of this episode was four hours long too. Sure, <laughs> we have a lot in common with it, chapter two. <laughs> Except it, chapter two will probably will probably be very successful. I'm calling. I'm calling this episode shit. Chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> the long-awaited shit chapter two. Uh, deadline. Uh, I got two more stories here, real quick. Let's see what we can do with these. <laughs> oh no! I swear, I let my guard down. I thought we really were done. I, I no, we. I part of me was like, we're done. Like I don't even give a fuck about these stories, and I just want to. Oh end man. It. <laughs> Deadline right. Deadline reports that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is headed to Hulu as a series, uh, and lost Carlton Cuse. Uh, Carlton Cruz will be the, uh, Carlton Cuse. It's Carlton Cuse, right? Correct. Carlton Cuse. I wrote down Carlton Cruz. 
Oh man, he could be part of our. Uh, no, Jake, that. that doesn't exist. That whole joke that you were going to say was in the first two hours of the episode. That doesn't <laughs> exist. It doesn't exist. Uh-huh. You make that joke, uh-huh. nobody gets it because that joke doesn't exist because nobody's heard it. That's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that series is going to be, uh, Hitchhiker's Galaxy, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, is going to be a series on Hulu. It's going to be, uh, led by, uh, Carlton Cuse is going to be the showrunner. And, uh, I don't know about you. I didn't watch the, did you watch the original series back in the eighties, early eighties? <laughs> Uh, I have seen it, but I did not like watch the whole thing. I remember watching a couple episodes, being yeah. a big fan of the books, and then being kind of disappointed. Did you like the movie in two thousand five? Yeah, I, I liked the movie quite a lot. I loved the movie. I thought it was great. Um, I, I never understood why we didn't follow up on that. I, from what I always read, the movie was quite the. It was. It wasn't a failure by any means. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was great. I, I really liked it. So. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted to, them to do restaurant next, but they just kind of stopped. It's weird, isn't it? Did you see that the Orville is moving to Hulu now? No, no. Orville, That's too bad. Yeah, it's not going to be on Fox anymore. It's permanently moving over to Hulu. I wonder how this is going to affect like international fans, because international viewers and fans of the Orville don't get Hulu over there. What night was the Orville on? I don't know. I was just, it on Fridays? I don't know. I just watched it on Hulu. Oh, yeah. I never watched it on Fox. I just watched it on Hulu. I don't know mm-hmm. what night, Jay. Could be, yeah, it, I just... I couldn't tell you what night anything's on anymore, basically. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't even know... I don't even know it when we're recording this. <laughs> I don't even know... I don't even know what night it is right now. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's hear this last news story. <laughs> oh, Jay, you're done. You, you are done with me. Jake is like, I am. I'm done with you. Yeah, you are. You're like, I am done with you as a. Oh, no. I am. Jake, Jake, that was you saying, I am done with you as a person. (laughs) All right. I heard your laugh. You gave it away already. (laughs) Shy. 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 Did you hear it? Did you hear it? I heard it. Jake, dude. He's Dude, done. We're just two belligerent morons at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> All right. The last, the last bit of moot. <laughs> is it the last bit of booze? Oh no! There is plenty of booze left. Loads. <laughs> that was fake news. There's plenty of booze. Can I can I talk about can I talk about the fact that we at the beginning of the episode we had a whole memoriam about Rucker Hauer. <laughs> it was touch so touching. It was. It was. We talked about Rucker Hauer. We talked about him passing away. And then I said if I said like after I I I hope that sometime in his lifetime that after a sexual encounter that he had with somebody that he was with a lover that was very playful that called him Slutger Hauer. <laughs> and if that did not happen, if after that, that did not happen, that is a missed opportunity in his sexual uh, encounters. <laughs> <laughs> Had to have happened. 
Hopefully he didn't have to ask for it to happen. No, I feel like it, it was just like he's with like he's with someone and um you know like they've they've like maybe it's the, fir- they, the first time they've had sex and like uh, it was unexpected. It was an unexpected sexual encounter. Right? He didn't expect for it to happen. She didn't expect for it to happen. But you know like fucking like they had that they, there was that moment where you know People just, they have those urges. And she was horny as fuck, and he was horny as fuck. And they just, they banged one out, right? They just mm. banged it out. See, see, my fan fiction's way more scandalous than yours. I, I like to imagine that he's he's cheating on his current girlfriend. And he's called Slutger Howard in anger. Oh, oh my God. Okay, mm. so, oh, so this is like, this is like, okay, so he's had his sexual encounter. And then... Who he's involved with? You're you're basically this is you're blemishing this man's this man's name now. <laughs> yeah, see, this, this is, is why our, our first our, our first memorial was better. It was because like now like like now like before it was like all fun and games like it was cute like oh you little slutger how are you you yeah you did your thing with your dick on my vagina yeah you know and like now you're saying now you're saying like post like sex with like whoever he's coming back and she's she's seeing lipstick stains on on a, on a shirt collar. Or she's yep, yep, big hair on the on the collar. Oh man, she's uh, maybe a little bit of scent of perfume. You know what I mean? He's got he smells of perfume, and he comes back. He'd been doing a little bit of drinking, you know, and comes back and he's drunk. He got a little bit of a little bit of lipstick and uh, perfume smell, and she's like, "You, what are you? Where you been?" And he's like, "I was I was out. Can I go out and have a drink?" <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's always, always twenty questions with you. I know, always. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just did, I uh, did twelve hours of filming today. Can I, can I fucking <laughs> go out and have a drink? Can I be a man? And she's like, "Why do you smell like another woman? Why do you smell like sex?" And he's like, "What are you talking about? What are you talking about?" She then, then like, okay, this goes on. This goes on for maybe I don't know. This goes on for maybe five minutes. Fast forward to the slug. Fast, fast forward. <laughs> fast forward to the part where she like she puts it together like his name's Rutger and it rhymes with slugger. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty impressive with how angry she must be in that moment. Oh my god. Do you think it blew his fucking mind when she, when she said that, Jake? Oh man, definitely. I, yeah. <laughs> That that would have been rough. Oh my god! Like, how do you come back from that one, right? No, she won that verbal war. That oh night. god, yeah. Where do you think he slept that night? Is oh, that is that out a- or outside? Dude, out that's, your car. That's a fuck. That's that's definitely. Have you have you ever slept in your car because of an argument with somebody, Jake? Um, no, I don't think not car. Shy. Have you ever slept in the car? No. No, I made them sleep in the car. Damn, the oh my god! <laughs> Damn, dude! <laughs> Damn, dude! I will be on. I will be one hundred percent honest with you. I have slept in the car to get the fuck away from somebody that would not shut the fuck up. 
Damn. that has happened in my yeah. Lifetime. I usually if I'm gonna go that far, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go sleep on a French couch. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, sweat. Brian knee deep in that drink. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the ice clinking against the glass. Oh, hold on. You want to hear some ice? Here we go. Yeah, let me hear it. Here we go. Hold on. Yeah, you hear that? <laughs> and I'm gonna. I'm about to do another pour. That was way more sensual than I was expecting. Yeah, I, 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 I held it literally right up to the mic. There we go. I'm drinking a, uh, let's see here, what do we got here? Uh, ready to serve 1800, the ultimate margarita pineapple. I'm rocking the pineapple flavor. I almost got the, uh, the, what was it, the, uh, lime mango jalapeno. Yeah, I think you chose wisely. You don't want to drink a ton of the jalapeno. Oh, man, that's exactly. A ton of the jalapeno. Jake, you are on target with that statement, sir. That is a one and done. That's like, yeah, I had a little bit of that kick. I had a little bit of that kick. It was good. I enjoyed it. But like, it's not like you're gonna be rocking that shit for the whole night. Like, if I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you can do sixteen pineapples. I, you want to stop at about two jalapenos? Yeah, yeah. I can do sixteen pineapples. I can do twelve strawberries. But I, yeah, yeah. I'm not fucking. <laughs> I'm not headed into like four, four, five plus fucking jalapenos. You know, yeah, alcohol messes my stomach up enough without adding jalapeno to the mix. <laughs> I want to. I want to thank. Um, I want to thank uh, again Dan Ramirez for sending me the gift, uh, the Heroes of Noise shirt. I want to thank uh, Ryan Kerrigan for sending me those amazing fucking. Uh, uh, God damn it! I, whiskey glasses. I, whiskey glasses. Thank you, Jake. I am. It was so much better the first, first two hours, and then Christopher Ed- <laughs> Christopher Edwards sent me Pop Culture Leftovers logos that he's 3D printed, and those are so amazing. So thank you so much. Uh, that shit ain't cheap. That 3D printing paper. No, it's not cheap. It's not. It's not cheap like Slutker Hauer on his fucking <laughs> on in one of his sexual escapades with whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, coming. That's terrible. Maybe coming he's back, off dead. Coming back, smell like some tramp he's been with all night. <laughs> Slugger Hauer. <laughs> dude, dude, if that never happened, that is like, like, no, not your situation, but like, just like the playful, like, oh yeah, he gave me a deep, he gave me a deep thinking, and he called me, and and now I'm called Slugger Hauer. Like, that's cute. Yeah, one way or the other, it had to have happened. Shy, thank you. Yeah, of course, man. It's always a pleasure, especially like being a solo guest, you know? Oh, my God, yeah. A little flatter. You got the solo guest treatment. Yeah. Who gets it? one. I appreciate it. Jake, is there there something about solo guest treatment? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's – we don't want anyone else clouding up. The atmosphere. Yeah. It's we all, just want shy. We just want shy. It's like, this is straight 
shy, like you are getting shy, like we are like, like if it's like fucking like heroin, like we're injecting shy straight into the vein. We're not fucking clouding it with any other bullshit. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not smoking this shit. No, we're fucking, we're putting it in that fucking, that, that bullshit. We're doing that train spotting shit where they're putting it in the spoon. With the spoon. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. lighter. The lighter. And we've got the fucking, I don't know, we got that fucking rubber band thing wrapped around the arm. We got a, <laughs> I mean, you've got a really nice exposed vein. And then we've got that fucking, that, 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 uh, that needle. And we're, 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 you know, we're doing that fucking, we're doing that basketball diaries Leonardo DiCaprio heroin shit, right? There you that's, go. That's, Get up on that rope. Yeah, oh, that's straight shiny. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, if you gotta, you know, like we have guests, like, and then I have somebody else join them. And, uh, it's, you know, it's like, yeah, you got, you got, we got training wheels for those guests because we don't know what we're gonna get with those people. <laughs> But we know what we're gonna get with Shy. We're gonna get a great fucking episode with Shy. Shy's gonna, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We threw we threw the crushes to the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We training took, wheels aside, training wheels. We kicked them off. We we got Shy yeah. Nechi here. We don't need no fucking little <laughs> bullshit pussy ass shit coming on here. We got <laughs> this is fucking straight unadulterated fucking Shy, bona fide Shy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it there? What the what fucking it, time is it there? Man, it is bright as fucking balls. <laughs> it is so oh, no. light outside. I'm staring straight out the windows, and it's fucking bright as a motherfucker. It's six a.m. right now. Six a.m. Dude, it's like it's eleven o'clock here, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck shy um let me ask you (laughs) okay so have you ever have you ever had sex with somebody you think was dead (laughs) no we're not doing this jake this is something we talked about earlier (laughs) No, I, I explicitly asked that we not do this. I know we're not doing it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. These jokes are dead. Just like They're that. Done. Just like our sexual partners. You guys missed out. That's gonna be the so confusing to listeners. I love it. It's gonna be. What? Who the fuck is messaging me on Skype? It's me. It's me. What do you, what do you <laughs> I say? have to say, I about said the same thing. <laughs> I sent a photo of my view right now of how bright it is. <laughs> what? I gotta oh, see this shit. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, dude! That's your fucking that, okay. So that, that's what it looks like outside. Yeah, dude, that's straight up day, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a straight up daytime. <laughs> Oh, that's Dude, that's like that's like sunlight, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm gonna close those motherfuckers as soon as I go to bed. My shit, it is night. All right, all right. It is, it guys. It. Oh my god, yeah. Look at Jake's shit. Where the fuck are you, oh, Jake? That is straight up night. Where are you? Where are you? I'm. Where? What do you mean? Where am I? Yeah, it looks like, dude. It looks like maybe you're peeking out of the trunk of a car. Like, what the? Where the fuck are you? I'm, I'm at my fucking sniper cubby. Like, I'm always at where you do these. <laughs> oh man! All right, guys. You know, 
Uh, <laughs> I apologize for this one. You know, it, it sometimes things. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, man. You got to break an egg to make an omelet. <laughs> this is, I don't know. This is very. This is undercooked, and someone's gonna get salmonella and die from this episode. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I very much believe in Darwinism and True. Fair let, letting stupid people die stupid ways. And all right, I'm good. Let's let them die. Guys, next week we'll have this, uh, the technical difficulties all fixed and I'll get you a full episode and you won't have to listen to all the stuff that we talk about that you didn't get to hear. So, uh, Shy, thanks again. I want to have you back on in the future, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's do it. We'll have as you soon on as possible. a full episode where we don't lose you. So people get the <laughs> full, so people get the full shy experience, you know? Yeah, I mean? definitely. Another solo episode. Us three. Absolutely. Us three it'll, musketeers. It'll be fucking solo, dude. I'm not going to bring any fucking any, any, you know, I don't need, I don't need outside influence with shy. Yeah, no, you don't fucking need that, dude. I'm a whole package. Shy don't it's all need, a distraction. Shy don't need nobody else on this fucking show. You know what I mean? <laughs> The, dude, everybody else is just slowing your ass down. <laughs> I can't keep up. And they can't keep up with you, your Brian. shit. <laughs> you, you bring it. You thank bring you, Brian, it. so much for keeping me, keep having me on again. Both uh, of you. Uh, you are, and Brian. You are, oh, yeah, man, it's great. <laughs> Shy is drunk as yeah. fuck. I'm drunk as fuck. <laughs> and, and, and it's daytime. <laughs> And it's daytime. <laughs> You're like, that's straight up day right now, motherfucker. <laughs> I want, I want you to, I want, <laughs> yeah, what do you want? I, part of me wants you to go out on the street and <laughs> to let people know that it's daytime and that you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that can be arranged. <laughs> Alright, you guys are starting a brand new podcast. So. <laughs> I, I want to call him Dayanetchi, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just shy letting people know that, hey, yeah, it's, it's daytime. Yeah, I'm just- and I'm, yeah, I'm plastered. That's this is yeah. the thing that's happening, <laughs> guys. Just I'm like Sunza, <laughs> shy. We're gonna have you back on. It'll be it'll okay. it'll be whenever. Like you, let me know. You just send me a message and be like, dude, I'm ready to come back on. I'm, yes. I'm re- and I'll get you on the 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 fastest slot. Like I will slide you in, like like a like one of Rutger Hauer's. <laughs> 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 I like sliding in on like old Slutger. Yeah. <laughs> old Slutger. Old Slutger Howard. Oh, man. Dude, dude, I would love, if I could interview anyone, it would be like one of his ex-lovers. And I would be, and part of it would be me fucking yelling at them for not calling him Slutger Howard after this. <laughs> They'd, they'd be revising history real I know. quick when they saw how mad you got. I know. How did you miss that opportunity? And by the end of it, they'd be like, yeah, I called him that. And I'd be like, all right, cool. Tell me about that. How'd it go? And I was just <laughs> embarrassed to tell you, Brian. I know. They're, they're, and basically, they're just saying that they did call him that just to shut me up because, like, I am, I am, I'm, I'm a fucking bear to, to deal with. I'm hard to deal with. I'm a hard person to, to handle. So they just want to, end the conversation and they're going to do it in the most diplomatic way possible by just telling me what I want to hear. That's how it comes down. Because I'm a big bully, Jake. Mm, who's the slutger hower in that story? Oh, the person that's <laughs> fucking giving it up, right? 
Mm. Oh, the irony. Mm. The irony. Guys, just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week with episode 295, Jake. Uh, very special one. Very, very special episode next week. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? You know, <laughs> I mean, upgrade from this one. Oh, God. <laughs> what a fucking craptastic episode this was, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Later, y'all. Later. See Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. It's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. Uncool kids. What's his name's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and the shaft of crap, even though we're the shit. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over to Culture push over pop culture leftovers and with the uncool kids what's to say's already been said leftovers sure the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers, uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers, only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.